Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Keel. Welcome back, Alex. Glad we could have you here. Thank you. You know, in, in, in the first tagline, I say, your host, as always, you know what? It, it, it's, it's not always. It's no, clearly it's not. not always. Well, you have to understand. Everyone is sad. They were crying. People were telling me it was a better show. It was a sad day. A better day. show. Oh, wait, I no. begged to differ. Was that one comment? I've, hold on, let me check here. Yeah, that was just someone, random person. Uh, don't know who it is. Something. Your fiance doesn't count. John Tyler Coolio? I don't know, something like that. Sure, bud. Uh... So this is another sounds like, a, sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. So this is another episode of the Keel po- Podcast, brought with association with Downtown Sports Network. Make sure to follow them on social media as well as us on social media at the Keel Podcast. Follow them at DT Sports Network and at or I already said at and hashtag the Keel Podcast. Um, I don't know if they have any hashtags. Haven't looked into it. Uh, yeah. They use our hashtags. Yeah, they sort should. Of, sort of, kind of, possibly. Something like that. Twitter is slow right now, so I'm trying to update everything, trying to stay up to do. But this this other draft that's going on. You're right. The NBA draft. Zion goes to the New York Knicks. No. Say it again. What? Say it again. I meant to say it on purpose. Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> no. Zion went to the Pelicans. You mess up so many times. You're like me. Like You say the one thing. You thought you said something different. I'm like, make, like say it again. Make sure you no, sound it I this meant time. it. Zion goes to the Pelicans, and boy, Mississauga boy, R.J. Barrett, going to the Knicks, because the Raps couldn't trade up for a draft pick that high. I'm just saying, if R.J. Barrett came to the Raptors. No. Dude. No. Dude. No. Dude. No. That'd be cool. No. That'd be sick. You know what's not sick? Ryan Callahan is being oh, told well, that, that's, uh, that's, that, that was a bad segment. That's a bad segment. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, Ryan Callahan uh, is being told by, by doctors that he should never play the sport of hockey again due to a degenerative back disease that he is currently suffering from. That Yeah, that he was announced been, earlier today. and he's, yeah. He has automatically been put on LTIR um, immediately, for, which is you know a grand total of $5.8 million for one more year. Well, that was... I would say almost immediately. They they thought about it a second, but it was pretty quickly after they put him on LTIR. Everyone knew it was going to happen because, well, you can't just buy him out because he's injured. I mean, you, you of course, you can't trade that contract because Arizona now is trying to actually look like an actual hockey team now, not with a bunch of fake contracts. But that said, this is a bummer because Callahan's he's always been a t- nice, a good locker room guy, a good leader on and off the ice. And is he in the latter half of his career anyways? Oh, yes. 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 That's There's, for a fact. Ever but, since he got, tra- I think <clears throat> ever since he got traded from New York in the whole St. Louis deal, I think he hasn't, he, been, he has not been the same kind of player. No. And, and he still does hold some value. You know, there, there have been people that said in this day and age, we can't really be holding on to these players that are, you know, gil- getting older. And it's not like it, how it used to be where you could have Chris Chelios playing until he was like 42 or Nicholas Lidstrom playing until he barely could walk. Or no, that was, that was Iserman. No, yeah, Iserman. That was, Lidstrom, Lidstrom, was, still, Lidstrom, Lidstrom got was still good in shape. Lidstrom was fine. He, he, he was like, eh, I'm okay. He didn't need to play. I've won my cups. I'm all the, done. The tough part is everyone's talking about how LTIR can be an issue because now you can only put so many players on the injured reserve. So if a goaltender goes down or something, right. it makes it more difficult to bring someone up and 
yada, yada, yada. But here is the point. The cap space that the Bolts were not going to have. The thing is, now with the LTIR, you can go 5.8 over now. Because the Leafs made, remember, they did a really good job with that with Nathan Horton and Joffrey Lupul, even though Joffrey Lupul may or may not have been injured. But nonetheless. He wasn't. It's just playing He was system. snowboarding with a bad back. How do you do that? You don't. But He's, the point is. The Leafs were playing the system. If you have the ability to. Lou is a mob boss. But Callahan going on LTIR give them, gives them the cap room that they were not going to have. So. How does this affect the Bolts? Oh, yes, I said that, ladies and gentlemen. How does this affect the Bolts? Simple. They're going to trade for picks. Well, they can either... Tra- Why? You have tr- you have cap space now. You can sign Braden Point. You can Do sign... Do you want to, though? Yes. No. Yes. Dude, there are so many other people I'd rather have. Let me pull up the free agent, free, free agent frenzy list. And I will tell you all the people that I'd rather have. He was have. making under seven hundred grand in his first four years in the league, or under that. He's going to make money. But here's the thing: now you can say if you're Julian Breeze, while well, you can look at him and say, "Listen, we have an opportunity here to become they like they want to be a cup contending team." Now, yes, is Braden Point one of those guys you're going to trade away to get a, type, a better playoff kind of player? Maybe. Is he one of the players you have to cut ties with? Possibly. But look at their roster and tell me that who can you really move? I'm looking at their cap for them right now. Are you really going to try to move Alex Kalorn at 4.45 and not expect any retention? No. Tyler Johnson is not the same player anymore. $5 million, that's going to be almost impossible to move. You have JT Miller and Yanni Gord. Those can be, I mean, those are players you're obviously going to keep as well. But you have to understand the fact that you need offensive scoring. And Braden Point had an incredible year last year. Of course, that's how it works. You do, you, you know, you work your butt off on contract year, so you get paid the big bucks. Now, what's the deal with Anton Strawman? I'm not sure. Don't forget, you have Vasilevsky expiring at the end of next season. I know Louis Domingue's going to be a tough, uh, tough negotiation after next year too. But the point of the matter is, is that, and don't forget, we should mention that Ryan Callan, this is his last year on his contract, so the LTIR there will be almost all for not next season. But the point is that with this team, how good this team is now, how the Bolts are, you need to make a move. If you can sign point for a reasonable deal, that's, I'd say, sub seven. or sub. If you can get them under six and a half million, six million, I think, that's a very solid deal. But here's the difference. Okay. I don't know how Iserman's negotiating tactics are going to be away from Breezewaugh. Because don't forget, Iserman left at the perfect time. He did. And now the door got open for Breezewell for an opportunity to save his own butt. Well, well, not his own butt, but he's able to save the team. <laughs> a team that was going to be in cap hell. Well, here's a, here's an option for you, okay? I know I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but, you know, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit. Jesse Pugliarvi is a great option. Oh. Think about it. And okay, we might as well just talk well, about yeah, it. Yeah, let's mention it here. So Marcus Leto, the agent of Jesse Pugliarvi, shooting his mouth off. Agents talking problems, evident. No, agent's doing his job. Agent is, has publicly said that he, you know, Pugliarvi either is getting traded this summer or he's going to go play in Europe. You know, I would love. I'd rather hear from the players' mouth themselves. That's why William Nylander will have such a salty taste in my mouth from now on. And Mitch Marner is starting to get there, too, because they're not talking. 
I, you listen to agents speak in agents. You just want to grab that's their job. You want to grab them by their belt and just toss them along. They're only 160 pounds, except for Bobby Orr. No. He, okay. Here's the thing. Agents are paid to talk. Agents are paid to say things publicly that the players don't want to do themselves. What do the players want to do? Whatever the agent what's, wants, apparently. What's best for them. So sometimes it's better for Jesse Pugliarvi to shut up and not say anything, which in most cases, it's the best thing to do, and leave someone who is a professional at it to do their job. They get paid to do stuff like this. Why not let them do their job? Because, well, sometimes they say things that I've... I'm not, I can't give you any examples, but there's got to be some case where the agent has said something that the player has not wanted them to say. I can't give you an example, but there has to be. Okay, but think, but also think about this from Jesse No, Fully. no, don't get me wrong. Yes, playing for the Oilers right now is an absolute dog shoot, but. N- not to mention the stuff that he's gone through. What? With, the, with the Edmonton Oilers, you know, organization. He's, there's obviously what, disdain the injuries there. or whatever, or the fact that the team has been awful. Yes, I understand. It sucks. There's disdain there. Pulley doesn't want to play there just because under the under the previous regime it's a previous have, regime okay that regime is still there you can change around a couple things you can put Ken Holland in there it's still the same regime but you're, you're not going to even give it a chance well maybe you know what may it may help if he goes back to Europe or he gets straight who knows what'll happen I but think it would be a the, great option for him because think about it. Edmonton Oilers right now what what does Peter or almost said Peter Holland. <laughs> what does Ken Holland need to do with that team? He's got two definite years. Retain half on Connor McDavid and send him to the Leafs. He needs... Because we have all the cap space in Toronto. <laughs> He's got two years to turn this team around. That's how it is in the hockey industry nowadays. Nobody's going to fire him after two years. It's not It's not the fact Craig of, McTavish was there for no, 30 years. That's not what I'm saying. It's not the matter of firing somebody after two years. It's the fact of results after two years. You have two years, and everyone expects this. What well, it doesn't matter if you're a head coach, doesn't matter if you're a player. Actually, players usually like, okay, if this team doesn't turn around in a year, it's stupid. It was a bad decision. Blah 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 blah. But if you are a coach or a general manager or something like that, you got two years to turn this team entirely around. Taking Jesse Pugliarvi off your payroll and getting some assets back that you could possibly use in the interim or in the future, that'd be great because Ken Holland, to an extent. He's not been good with contracts. He's been good with drafting. He's he knows how to develop not only a scouting, you know, a plethora of scouts, whether you know abroad and you know domestic scouts, but he also knows what to do on draft day. And I think that's really going to be a, a thing that we're going to obviously talk about in a little bit here when we're talking more about the draft. But he's going to be really trying to focus on what he can do in the long term because he's not there just for a quick second. We know that for a fact, just in his contract alone. So Jesse Pugliarvi, I think if he were to be traded, that'd be a great opportunity for Tampa. Otherwise, Tampa has a plethora of unrestricted free agents that they could pick from. Yes, one but... of which, One of which, Matt Zuccarello. I think he'd be good. Well, it depends if there's a qualifying offer. No, it wouldn't be qualifying because it's UFA. Well... I mean, anything could change in the next two weeks about that. But or poach I, from Columbus. I, let's not talk about free agents right now. Okay. Because a lot can change next week. We'll do our show on, actually, next week. Monday when we do our show. Because, well... Back-to-back, back, basically. Well, I'm going, yeah, back-to-back because some of us are on vacation, again. 
because I am making sure that I work as little as possible so I don't murder everyone at work. Um, not not at Davenport, just making that clear, at, at, at a different job where I actually get paid money and stuff. But the point of the matter is, We'll talk about more. I think we should talk more about that because stuff could happen this weekend because there's Fair been enough. a lot of stuff that's happened today. We'll get to that later. But we should make sure we give a quick shout-out. Mikhail Grabowski and Maxine Talbot in the last couple of days. Talbot and Techly today. Hanging up their skates for the last time. Mikhail Grabowski, who's been out of the league for a while, of course. But Talbot was playing the KHL last year. Grabowski was a guy that I felt really... I, I was like, why did the Leafs buy him out? Why did Dave Nonis do something stupid? But then again, it's it was the Dave Nonis regime, so a lot of bad things happened there. And of course, Talbot, infamous for killing Chris Osgood's only good chance of becoming a Consumite Trophy winner. Yeah. Yeah, so... But both had good careers in their own respects. Yep, so... No longer going to see them on the ice unless it's a... Uh... Like a, I win, think, a winter classic or no, I think Grabowski alumni will, game. Oh yeah, or, or some yeah, probably something like that. Grabowski will probably be a Leaf. He'll be like all because he still lives in Toronto. <laughs> or he's still a Leafs guy. Yeah, it's I funny. Know. Like his his profile picture, despite remember when he went to the Islanders, is still with a Leaf sweater. You know what? It's one of those things where you play for the Leafs a year, you get paid for the rest of your life. Exactly. Everyone remember. Nobody remembers him as like unless Uncle Leo does something great in the Islanders. Well, actually, he, no. I remember. Mikhail Grabowski more as an L.A. King. More than anything. What? Didn't he play for the Kings? No. Grabowski? No. Who am I thinking of then? No, he played for the... Didn't he? My Twitter's up and running, finally. And Faisal Kamish, with the tweet of the day, Kawhi Leonard is spotted walking down towards the seat behind home plate halfway through the Jays game and getting a standing ovation at the Sky Dome. Which means that the ten thousand people that showed up are giving them a round of applause. Yay! Yeah, we went we went to the game on Monday. Kel and I did, and that was oh gosh. Okay, Edwin here. Jackson sucks. Okay, quick side note for this entire podcast, and and I can say this because now I have traction. I work in baseball. I can say this. There's only five teams that are good this year. Everyone else are everyone else is just trying to suck more than the other. Or everyone's tanking spot. except for five teams. Yankees, Yankees Red are, Sox, Yankees and Red Sox are already put in. Um, can you guess the other three? Are the other three in the National League? Cubbies, Cubs are another. Nationals? No, no they're not. Nationals, not. I they this, try. This is this is my me following baseball. Okay, I'll I'll give I'll give Nationals as a no no as a as, as as a courtesy thing because so, you know um, what they got Luke Harper. What? Harper. I wait, did I say Luke Harper? No, he plays for the Phillies. You dumb schmuck. Oh, that's right. You got traded. The Phillies maybe the holy. Oh, I got this baseball. I'm actually working baseball. Okay, there's they got Luke Harper. He's a wrestler. They got Bryce Harper. He was traded a while ago. Harper. Holy smokes, kid. You know, it's been you're, a while. You're killing it's me. It's been a while. Nope. I'm not even letting you sing stained. Uh, what are the other teams? Is there any teams? The Dodgers? The Dodgers are one. The Giants? No. No, not the Giants. What do you mean? Kevin Pillar's not saving that franchise? No. Oh. Can you guess another one? Nope. That's trying? No. It's the Rockies. Oh, yeah. They're doing all right. They're trying for Is it. Is Houston still a good team? Houston is pretty okay. They're decent. 
They're better than the Tigers. That that's all I gotta say about that. Hey, the Jays are better than the Tigers, and the Jays and Tigers are both better than Kansas City and Baltimore. Even though the Blue Jays absolutely stunk the bed last night. They're winning right now, but you know who cares. But back to hockey. Where uh, how did we get there? Uh we were talking about Oh, oh yeah, so, I was on Twitter, sorry. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You got sidetracked and I was like, all right. Pause. <laughs> Pause show. Getting back to hockey, and let's let's move things over to the West Coast since we you know kind of talked about Colorado. Let's just keep going even further. Dallas Eakins, which is funny because he should be really the he should be the star he should be the coach of the stars. He is the star of the stars. You know, Jim Montgomery is looking at you right now, saying why with this very pasty bald shiny head. P a r t y because I gotta. Anyways, but yes, Dallas Eakins. I like the decision because, well, A, he seemed, well, he's... Well, hold on, hold on. Dallas Eakins, coach, new coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Didn't say that part. Gotta, oh, okay. Got to make sure people know. Good thing. I like that he's staying within the organization because now you're going to have players come up from San Diego that are understanding the system. Yeah, yes. With Blash Hill, it did not work out in Detroit. It, or excuse me, it still has not worked out in Detroit. You can't say in past tense yet because it still hasn't worked. We'll see next year. Who knows? Drafts tomorrow. But Eakins deserves this opportunity. He was put into a very bad spot with an Oilers team, and he was very new and very green with it. Yes, yet he was fortunate to have a very veteran-laden AHL team on that cup, that Calder Cup Finals run in 2012. I say that with very questioning eyes whenever I say, oh, yeah, he had a really good veteran-laden team in the AHL. What? Yes, I understand. Mike Zuckermanis are leading scorer. You can't have a veteran guy be a leading scorer for your team. I mean, you can, but it's not the best development. But he goes, he gets goes to Edmonton, everything's bad. He says five more years. And that would have been in 2014? Question mark. Maybe five. Hey, maybe the Oilers will be good next year. But he goes to San Diego, cuts his teeth some more, and he does a I I like what he did. He did a really good job of understanding his position. He if he wanted to get back in the league, he'd have to start over again. So this is a good opportunity. You get a good second chance. Not many coaches get that. Some coaches will go. They'll try it out in the NHL. They'll fail, and they'll never get back. It's happened before, and it will happen again. Todd Nelson, he he got an opportunity. I mean, don't get me wrong. Todd Nelson took over after McClellan got fired, but, I mean, so he was put into a bad spot. But the point right. is the fact that Aikens deserves his opportunity. Yeah, and, and this obviously, it's, it's a good thing for him. Um, personally, I like what he did down in San Diego with the goals. He really, you could really tell that he did a lot of work in that locker room. They did make it to the conference finals, right? Yes. Yes, yes they, they, they did. Er, yeah, they made it to the conference finals and they lost to Chicago. No, I'm confused. I'm looking this up. I'm just confirming. You can move on there, Alex. Uh, so uh, while he's doing that, so let's keep it in Anaheim. Let's talk about buyouts now. The... Famous, or in some Ducks fans' minds, the infamous Corey Perry is now bought out. He is no longer a member of the Anaheim Ducks organization. He is an island. He's on He's on his own. Not island. on the island. He's not an islander. If he's going to be UFA. By the way, yes, Gulls, they lost to Chicago. I was right. Yeah. But, yeah, this was going to happen. He's... 11 he's, goals, though. Or was he, it 13? He Well, how many games did he play, Alex? He had, 30. He's, he, he was injured half the year. He's had injury problems last few years. This is not the Corey Perry that won the heart back in 2011. 
I don't think he'll ever get back to that point. You only buy out the contract so you can get rid of, so you can get rid of that roster spot, so you can ha- open that up. Because let's right. be honest, you ain't moving his contract yet. No, ain't, ain't a word. I ain't gonna use it. But guess who ain't gonna use that contract? Anybody. Nobody's gonna want that for. So you buy him out. You can start afresh for Corey Perry. If he wants to come back in the league, it's gonna have to be at a pay cut. Where he's gonna fit, I don't know. We will see come July first. But there will be teams that will give him a shot. There's, I mean, there's no question you about see, it. see, but who, who would, though? We'll talk about that on Monday. I guess so, but... It's, but it's a bummer to see him go, but you got to understand that there's a reasoning behind it. Right, and, and you know, the Anaheim Ducks, obviously, they don't see a lot of value in him. <clears throat> Personally, I don't see too much upside from him, you know, people signing him, other than, you know, name recognition, well, don't forget, maybe. Eric Stahl, after he was moved from New York... Okay, that was a different story. He got a good resurgence from Minnesota. That was a different story. Now, whether or not Corey Perry will be able to do that with his health, that'll be different because Eric Stahl, compared to Corey Perry, is a much more healthier hockey player. And and he has not had the same history physically that Perry has. That's why teams that will look at him will have to question where are they where are we going to fit him in where how much is he really worth do we want to take a chance do we want to waste a roster spot yada yada yada. Corey Perry should go to the Kings. <laughs> yes, because all they want to do is get younger, Alex. They do. I'm all I'm saying is let's this. just add another point five on our average age. Why don't we? I mean, because that's about, all that's happening. San Jose picked up Carlson. And he was we'll broken. get to that in a second. And he's broken. We'll so get why, to that in a why second. Why not the Southwest just... Speaking working. of the Kings! Deanne Phaneuf finally yep. bought out. <laughs> finally! <laughs> Thomas, sorry, don't forget, that's the same contract that the Leafs paid him. Yep. So, it's just... It's fine. I mean, Ottawa was supposed to retain him as well. I'm glad that finally is gone. Because, let's be honest, Dion has... He's done. He's got the only it. thing he's Please. got. The only thing he's got going for him is he's still married to Alicia Cuthbert. Good for him. Who? Alicia Cuthbert, girl next door. She's blonde on the ranch. She's an actress. Oh, yes. like girl next door, where she was like a, you know what? Yeah. That, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's her. Ew. You never knew that. Even I knew that. Dude, I'd retire. Stay at home, dad. What's Brooks Light doing? Remember, he's, is he? He's married to Julianne Huff. I wonder what he's doing. I think he's his still, best. His <laughs> best. He's married. I'm just saying, these guys are married to these actresses. What are they doing? Are they really? Do you really even need to play anymore? Yeah. That's why Mike. I mean, don't forget, Mike Fisher still had a pretty good career after he married Carrie Underwood. Don't get me wrong; there was some finagling to get him down to Nashville. But I'm not going to talk anymore about that because I've only no. talked about that a hundred thousand times. Carrie Under slash Yoko Ono slash Janet Jones. Yeah, that woman. Yo, yo, what, what? what? Her name is Carrie Yoko Ono Janet Jones Underwood Fisher. <laughs> sure. No, fish. You didn't get the Janet Moving Jones, on. Janet Jones, Janet Gretzky. No, no, you didn't no, get that. I'm just. And then Yoko no, Ono split no, with the Beatles. That, that's enough of that. A much smaller scale, Alex, but. And in the small. All the. Oh my God, you're screwing me up, Ty. You're, you're, this you're, what happens when you take a week off the show, Alex. You just go kick rocks over there in Ionia. What am I doing here? Worked my butt off talking about all the blues of the champs. Kicking rocks? I wasn't kicking rocks. I was no, you're working. right. You were picking up gravel. Working. <laughs> yeah. Andrew McDonald. Stick free fair's not for another few months, buddy. Hey. Hey. Future free fair queen, Katie Fell. Oh, I thought I was about to say you. I'm about to say I'm like, hell yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Do you? Okay. 
side note, do you really think that Ionia would be that progressive? Let's be honest here. No, <laughs> That's it true. ain't happening. That's true. It ain't happening. It's like, anyways. Talking about things that ain't happening. Andrew McDonald ain't happening in Philly no more. Yeah, just a small little deal. I was I put a list of buyouts that were kind of notable. Andrew McDonald, he's always been a he's been a top defender for that team for the last few years. But then again, there have been a couple of those. Here's a question for you: Could the Philadelphia Flyers buy out his contract and then re-sign him for less? Well, don't forget. Remember what happened last year with Brooks Orpic. Brooks Orpic gets traded to Colorado, gets bought out. He gets resigned. Now I don't know if he can get bought out and resigned by the same team. That I cannot confirm. I could not say. I'm not gonna put my pen on because that'd on be that smart. Because you yeah. know how many teams would do that. <laughs> it's an option. That's why they. That's why they kind of beat around the bush. They trade. You're right. Anaheim's gonna do it. They're gonna <laughs> they bought out Corey Perry's contract. One point five million dollars now. He's no. gonna play league men on the fourth line. I would not count it out. But no, I'm kidding. They wouldn't do it. The thing is, is that small-time deal. Philly trying to open up some cap space. Obviously, you know, Wayne Simmons is still on the market. UFA, they could re-sign him back if they wanted to. I don't know if they'll actually happen, but I am interested to see how that one goes. Of course, speaking of Philadelphia, their big move, signing the guy they recently traded for, Kevin Hayes, to a seven-year, $50 million contract. Now, this was kind of interesting because, remember, they – the Winnipeg Jets, the Winnip- the Philadelphia Flyers, I can say this is a steal. They traded Kevin Hayes for a fifth-round pick. That's a, if you look at that now, that's a steal because Kevin Hayes is much is worth much more than a fifth-round pick. However, of course, when he was traded, Winnipeg, re- re- they traded his signing rights, which is a much, much lower value than it would be the actual player itself. Right. So they traded him, and they actually were able to get him. Now, yes, it's it's. The exact contract's like what seven point one four two some some irrational number. Per yeah, year. et cetera, et cetera. Seven point one four. Bunch of other not, numbers. Not repeating, but fifty million total over seven years. Right. The thing is, is that you're getting a good center, which, to be fair, Flyers don't have a lot of those. Getting a good second line center, be able to put him behind Giroux, and I know Giroux's days are coming down sooner. I mean, I would say sooner than later, but. They're getting there. His, well, his peak has been hit. Here, here, here's the one thing I got about Kevin Hayes. And and don't get me wrong. I think he's a good player. I think he has a place in this league still. I think he's got a lot of value, and that's why he's he has, well, he has, he's That's why he's making over $7 million, because he has that value. And they put him in – they put they gave him term because, well, they think that over the next couple of years he'll really hit his stride. He's a great player now. Right. Um, but is he going to be a superstar? The one thing I got to say, Ant, and I, I really take this back to the credit of the 31 thoughts podcast with Elliot Freeman. Um, but Jason, Jason Ferris is, is a great hockey mind. And one thing he talked about in one of his books, and I actually, I'm thinking about purchasing it, um, roster building with Jason five, Jason Ferris. Basically it's this whole thing where, you know, he, um, you take 31 players from different eras or whatever, and they select um, 31 players from pl- teams that they've played on. Right. And th- they're players that have played on, like, five or more teams, et cetera. So they have, a, like, a different 
you know, plethora of talent, each team. Um, but the one thing that he, he mentions in his book, and, or in, and especially in the interview, is sometimes a player will fit in a place, but it's the matter of the role. So one thing I think Philly has to be very cautious of, especially with the term that they're giving Kevin Hayes, is making sure that the position that they put him in and the role that they put Kevin Hayes in fits. Now, d- with making $7 million, you're probably looking at first-line, second-line minutes, right? Right. Sometimes, though, maybe he has to take, you know, third-line minutes, something like that. Maybe, he has to, maybe he's better, you know, playing, you know, third-line minutes, but he plays a lot on, you know, special teams, something like that. You know, it, it just depends on what Philadelphia sees in him as a utility and where they really think they'll get the most bang for their buck. So that's one thing I got to say about Kevin Hayes. I'm Great just player. Curious to see. Let's see if Sean Couturier is still signed. Nolan Patrick's in his last year of his ELC. They do have to sign in terms of centers. I mean, Philip Verone and Scott Lofton are both are are both free agents, but those aren't those are right ins. Those those aren't big deals. Travis Konechny's on an RFA. That could be very interesting. It could be, but you know what I'm saying. He's going to get the big minutes because, let's be honest, Sean Couturier is, well, he's good. Right, and it's just a matter you of how Kevin now, Hayes yeah, is going to play. Now, yes, you're right. You could see if one gets hot, one gets cold, and you'll see them flip-flop, but, you know, we'll see how that goes there. Right. That'd, be a, that'd be a good thing to see, and just both of them on the same line, you know, possibly for, like, a power play or two. Well, you'll probably see them split up or whatever, but or have them on the same power play. You have to all right. time. Um, so, moving on, we got Jordan Eberle. With the New York Islanders, five by remember one for one for Ryan Strom. Continue <laughs> five by five point five million dollars for Mister Eberly. Uh, good okay. deal. Okay, I'm good okay deal. with that. I don't see any problem there. You know, good. He's he's a he's a a very important playmaker on that team. He can put the puck in the net when he needs to. He is a winger, so that does put a little bit uh, for five point five. But you know what? You're a team that has a little bit of room, a little bit less. No, but. Okay. The Islanders are still a competitive team. If they're able to keep up from what they did last year, yes, you could see what's happened. Remember with the two Guy Boucher teams of the 2011 Bolts and the 2017 Senators yeah. where the teams learn their defensive strategies and exploit them. But Barry Trotz is a great coach. This he team is. will be fine. He will continue to press on, and this team will be another competitive team, playoff team once again. And Everly is a real part of the offensive part. He is now. He's a, he's a part of the offensive part. He's a he's a big part he's of the offense. He's a cog o- in the machine. He's a big part of the offense. I'm sorry. Trust me. It's not been a long. It's been a long day for me too. All right. But the point is, is that solid deal. I don't think they're overpaying. No, I think it's a, that's a good deal. But yes, by year four and five, it could get a little hairy. But eh, I mean, think about it, though. It's not too long. I mean, yeah, five years. Is is a bit, especially at Jordan Eberle's age. Isn't he like twenty eight, something like that? He uh, he will be he currently he is twenty nine years old. Ooh, I was so close. He'll be thirty three by the end of it. He has a modified no trade the last three years of the deal, which is he where he submits a sixteen team no trade list. So by that point, which will be after the possible lockout year, there'll be a thirty two team league. So half the league will not be able to get Jordan Eberle. Right. You see, I think. Do you, now, do you be now, Alex? It's like a glass half full, glass empty thing. Do you submit a sixteen-team tr- no-trade list or a 
16 team trade list. I think what they should do <laughs> is they should change that. The no trade list. We need to be positive. They need to move it from 16 to 18. Why? Just because? Less teams or whatever? No, you you have more teams, so therefore, you know, players have more options to not want to go to. But I just, I just kind of, I because I, I mean, yeah, yes, it it on on the part of the general manager gives them a lot more options because, hey, I have two new teams now. Well, I mean, I can't, I guess we can't really call Vegas a new team, but well, they're a newer team. So Vegas and you know Seattle with these you know no trade clauses or no move clauses to you know these lists or blah 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 blah, and that blah. will help in the con- of course it'll help. That it'll be an expansion draft, so he won't have you. He can't be traded, or right. here, me, he will not be available to the. Expansion Correct. Draft. I think they should move that to eighteen for future reference. Uh, moving on, Carl Haglin, you know Haggy, Michigan boy, good old Michigan boy, good old Red Berenson product, good old you know Wolverine, no gold hey, blue. Hey, Red Berenson's jacket from his last season in the University of Michigan, coaching mm-hmm. is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Found it, that as out. it should be. Found that out when I went on Tuesday. You a hey I hey, you, you you hey I found a I found a lot of cool things. Do they add a lot of stuff? Well, they had the Gretzky and Howe exhibit, which was like oh that's right. They have well they have the story of like Gretzky's ninety second goal. They yeah. have the stat sheet and they they found the pucks. I forgot the goaltender that was playing for the Kings at the time, but he got pulled after Gretzky scored his last goal. Uh huh. And because he was getting they were getting swamped or whatever, so he pulled the puck out of the net when he was pulled from the game. So he had the puck for. For how for how I don't know how many years, but he stole Gretzky's record ninety second goal puck. Of course, like a bunch of other stuff as well. Montreal form locker room still there, which is still one of it's still. Kelly said, "Why do you want to go in there? It's always been there." I'm like, "It's it's cool. It's the form locker room." Now, yes, the dumb white and blue Smith pads that are just randomly there; those are kind of awkward. But the point is, like, you see all the Hall of Famers because they're Patrick Boss pads. No, those those Smith pads. No, those are. Fake pads that were put in there. I, I'm well, no, Patrick was. He has his uh, alumni pads in there. No, not the Reebok ones. I know which ones you're talking about. No, those are not it. I swore th- those were in there one of the last times we went. Maybe. But the, I swear. Of course, you, you haven't been there since tw- two It's been two years for you. Yeah, it's been two years. But anyway, sorry. Uh, so Carl Haglin getting four years, $2.75 million. Good deal. Solid. I mean, he's, 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 yes, he is not at his peak with Pittsburgh like he was a couple years back during their cup years, but he's still got speed. He can still make plays. Yeah, he's going to be in a limited role with Washington with their lineup, but I like it for a, for a guy that of his caliber, it's a good deal. For a guy that's probably playing third line minutes, it's a good contract. And he really fits that kind of mold that they have over in Washington. Chip, the, have him, have someone dump it in deep and have him go bailing after it. He's not physical, granted, but he can still make plays at higher speeds but he knows how to get the puck right he's got he's he's got a sticky stick you know a sticky stick he's got the wax on the stick what's brown and sticky a stick ha ha they're they're made of composite there buddy anyways i still think they should go back to wooden sticks it'd be so much better i don't know that that would it's a lot of trees we're losing yeah that would be anyways eric carlson has been extended. <sighs> this, this is, oh boy. This He's is, getting paid as much as Austin Matthews. 
This is the contract. By the way, Austin Matthews, NHL 20, NHL 20 cover athlete. Yep. Very awkward looking picture. Yeah, it looks they, like that it. could have been done a lot better. No, yeah, that that looks very poorly photoshopped. That 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 they should have. Well, someone like boy, a, what happened to your neck? A, a fan did something. They posted one like this. Should have done this, and I'm like, that looks a lot better. Like people are doing their own edits. I'm like, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I still think they put should have put John Scott for twenty for NHL 17. That's just me. I'm gonna stick by that one. Oh lord, that was cool. Anyway, sorry. Oh, yes, Eric Carlson, because he's yes. $11.5 million a year. I'm glad that we did. For a guy with one foot. I'm glad that one we. One real foot. I'm glad that we got the two good contracts out of the way first before we got into this one. 11.5 for eight by years. By max, eight years. For eight years. San Jose, if I were you, you should Why? Re- if San Jose fans, more particularly, if I were you, um,. Mm. Don't watch the hockey game when the puck is in your defensive zone because bad things are going to happen. 11.5! A no-move clause for the entirety of the contract! Yeah, this sets... This is the fate of the San Jose Sharks. They have (laughs) screwed themselves again, unfortunately. They were doing so great, they picked up... You know, really good talent in Carlson went when they got him. They had really good talent in Eleven. picking up Kane. Here's the they problem. had so I much had... things that they could do with this team, and they had so much but then they, potential space. But they over get it up. But they overpay Kane. They're overpaying Carlson. Gosh knows what Joe Thornton's contract is going to be next year when he resigns. They're overpaying Burns. <sighs> okay, yeah, he yes, had a, he had a down year. Yes, no down year. He had a down year. Come on. His production's not great. And the fact that they may get... Well, and there's whispers... And that's that, defensive There's production. whispers that Marlowe may be going back there. That's $6.25 million less they make the Leafs retain. The point of the matter is that you're paying this guy. And guys, it's not like he's a young Chip Springer. Yes, he's 29 years old, but you're telling me he's going to be in his late 30s if he even gets to the end of this contract with... remind. Let me say it again. A replacement ankle. In, a, in the most phys- in the most physical and tough conference in the league, playing in the Pacific Division where you have to travel more often than not. Yeah. No, we talked about this. It's a physically demanding division that they're in, and you're going to sign this guy who may not even make it to the end of his contract. Right. If you're pl- had if you're ex- playing this guy, he's only playing forty games a who year. Who had three goals? Three. Duncan Keith last season was, was it two goals away or one goal off from that? And he was horrible. You're going to pay a guy $11.5 million. His agent, Eric Carlson's agent, deserves a raise. D1K. Just, oh, dear gosh, stop it. Remember that? I'm going to put your mic in your potatoes. Oh, whatever. But, yeah. Okay, quick quick but hot take, going back to Marlo real quick. If I wanted a feel-good story, I'd watch... You know, Carey Price at the oh, awards. We'll get, we'll get, to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right. But, if I want, that's what we'll, I. If, okay. If, okay if, wait, we'll, if, we'll get to it. Patrick Marlowe should not be in San Jose. Period. They already that's, just screw themselves over. They are running out of room. The, they are screwing themselves. Well, at least trying ah. to get screw themselves, get themselves out of the screw job they put themselves in. But we'll get to that too later. But the point is, is that you're overpaying a yes, a good quality defenseman. Four years ago. Four years ago, yes, I'd pay Carlson eleven and a half. Now I would have gave him eleven and a half just for three years. 
Yeah, I guess term is okay. I guess term would be different. It, it, yeah, if right. The term was if the term was less, I think we people would have less problem with it. I think it's the max eight that people have a most problem. With. That is yes. That's could that's going to be the downfall right then and there because that contract's going to be sitting there by the end of it all. Right, because well, people could say, "Oh, the cap's going up. Cap's going up." Well, well okay, let's put is this it out now? There. It's eighty-one. They're saying they're projecting eighty-one point five to I think eighty-two point one. It's not going to be eighty-three like everyone thought initially. Exactly. The, the league says by Thursday they should know. It should be announced by Thursday, which obviously is perfect because it's going to be a whole week and a couple days removed from July first from free agent frenzy. But draft. Well, dra- well, the draft is one thing. I think- so much of your moves depends on the draft. Right. Sort of. I know you're trying to say. The thing is that you can trade for contracts that could put you dang near close to the cap, but you do know there will be. There's going to be a couple more million dollars. Everyone, everyone should expect at least two million dollars ahead of the cap, because that's the minimum that everyone's talking about. That's eighty-one and a half. If you're trying to figure that out, Alex. So you can play. No, with, I'm. I'm gonna look at something. There's eighty. Keep so talking. So you have a couple million to, to, to spend. The point is, it's just. It's a it's a gamble going after a guy for this long whose health was in severe question by the end of those playoffs. I I don't know what you're what you're asking for here. What, are you looking for a miracle? Are you looking for something to change? What's up? Are you are you expecting him to become a spring chicken again? Let me tell you right now, it ain't gonna happen. I I don't believe that this contract will be worth it. I I don't know. I really don't know. What? What do you got? I mean, you know who could use Eric Carlson back? Well, remember there was whispers of that initially, but we talked about that, and it got, just got knocked down by talking about this, by, by him resigning. Ugh. I know, you thought maybe, you thought maybe hey, maybe, possibly. If, there, if the no-move clause wasn't there. Well. well no, remember, actually, talk, I, excuse me, I, did I talk about it or we talk about it? We talked. Uh, that Carlson could get moved to Montreal or Ottawa. We, yes, we, we talked about it. We talked about it, that he he had interest in playing in Canada again, and you know, obviously family and everything. You know, it'd be It's nice to go back to Ottawa. or, or Close to his wife's family, yes. Right. And I, This contract would have looked a whole lot better in Ottawa. They got $33.5 million just sitting there. And they'd still have cap room after this, and they'd now, have twenty-two million. Oh my gosh, this this San Jose team, I I don't understand. So like, let's right now, let's finish. They let's, have they have fifteen point three four million dollars in cap space, which will go up a little bit, but you still have to sign a few more people. Anyways, go ahead. Let's finish this out. Just going back to Tampa real quick. Braden Coburn, two by two years by one point seven million. It's an okay deal. Not a bad deal for a. Let's put it this way: it's kind of funny because yeah, you have Anton Strawman as UFA, but he's the third highest paid defenseman on the team, right? Behind Ryan McDonough and Victor Hedman, and Ryan McDonough should not be getting paid that kind of money. Victor Hedman should, granted, absolutely. Yes, but he earns that money. I, I still, I mean, McCain Coburn. This the two year extension. It's, it's putting it off, putting yep. off the inevitable. He'll he'll be the fourth highest player after because Sergachev's got one more deal on his U or his ELC and that contract will be a few million dollars, right? Um, we'll just keep this thing moving along here. Alex Adler, Vancouver, 
two by six million. Hey, <laughs> is it? That's a lot. I it's only two years. That's all I can say. They're rebuilding right now, and it's six million dollars. Hey man, I know we're not good. <laughs> I wouldn't pay the Sedin six million by the end of their career, let alone Alex Edler. No, this we all we all know what that money's for. Hey man, you know like. I know we're working on it, but, like, you want to stick around for a little bit longer? Oh, he would have stayed longer, but $6 million. That's a lot for a guy that... It's ooh. incentive. Yeah. I mean, I guess they really don't, they don't have top defense. Yeah, Vancouver's not that state yet where they're able to really That's make a, a loyalty run. contract right there. I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, Same with Braden Coburn. Okay, yeah. You've it's been, still you've, a better deal than Justin Abdelkader and Darren Helm. Yes. <laughs> it's better than Daniel Alfredson way back when. Uh, yeah, uh, Detroit Daniel Alfredson, uh, <laughs> number ninety. No, that was Mike Madonna. Alfredson was eleven. Oh, that's right. But still, but st- uh, uh, <laughs> uh, last but not least, next no, last and most definitely least, Ryan Miller, Anaheim, one year by one point two one point one two five. It just K. broke. It broke right before the show, so I had K. to. That depends. Hey, okay. You, I saw, you know what? I still have a sweet spot for Ryan Miller. Those old Reebok Larceny pads, man. When he was in Buffalo. Out of all the goaltenders, I always changed their gear up for the Olympics. Nope. He still wore his yellow, white, and yellow blue pads. Ryan, Ryan Miller just needs to stop. He's, he's, he's backing up. He's not a starter. He was hurt a lot last year, so. But. He's just like, he's like Meyer Brand Lundquist. It's like okay, but like you want something a little better. Yeah, something better than is it, I'd it, have something is it than, worth paying two million more to have a decent goalie? I'd have something more than Henrik Lundqvist right now. Let me tell you, but but yeah. Um, let's move along. Keep 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 her moving, as uh, somebody says. Radko Gudis has been traded to Washington. For none other than Matt Niskanen. One for, for one, sorry. For from Philly. Nice little small deal. Radko Gudis is getting a little older, and Niskanen's, I don't know. This is more or less personnel change. Nothing really big there. Right, not not too much. I mean, people are almost, seem like they're losing their mind for a day. Oh, well, my yeah. God, Radko. Remember, there were some people thinking that maybe Radko Gudis was going to go to... Like, there were people talking like, oh, Radko Gudis to go to Toronto because they need a right-handed defenseman that can be physical in the playoffs or garbage, whatever like that. Well, they're not wrong. Listen, I understand. Where's Roman Polak when you need him? We'll get to the Leafs in a second, okay? Keep moving. Uh, this one I actually personally liked. I think it was a really smart one. Ali Mata, or Oli Mata. Oli Mata. Depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, it's you going- pronounce it properly, it's Oli. Just want to get make sure you're right. Olimata to Chicago. In return, Pittsburgh receives Dominic Cahoon. Cahoon. And 2019 fifth round pick. Yeah, you know what? That's a great deal. I like, yeah, Mata's on the kind of the back end of his career already looks like, but maybe a new, you know, new team. Who knows? I, you know, the Hawks need a little bit more depth because obviously they're getting a little older. And yes, Olimata is not the same. Young guy he was a few years ago when he, was, when he came onto the scene. But you never know. It could help out. And Chicago, is does they don't seem like a team that's really out of it. Yeah, 27 or 2018, yes, I do. See, you could really see how Chicago was a bad team. 
last year you really saw where they 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 could have made it to the playoffs. Yeah, that eighth. They spot, still have skill. That's that, not the problem. They're and they were good enough, and they're gonna. They have the third round draft. Pick. They have a third pick in the first round. They do. We'll talk about that later. But I think Chicago has plenty of opportunity. You just ripped ass. I <laughs> just you just ripped ass. Thank you, Tyler. You're, I'm just sorry. It was the Brit- Muskegon Lumberjacks are totally not listening to this right now. Well, yeah, because they're hey, you know what? If they are, they know that you fart in the office. So why would they hire you now? <laughs> why did it stink? Oh, yeah, just Alex over there. Why did we hire him again? Here's a real question: Why does Chicago love young players that fizzle out quick? That was a Tom Circo joke. Real, really? Tom Circo fizzled out when he got to Detroit. Yeah. He could fizzled out when he got drafted. That, that is true. Hey, the year after, hey, they won the Saint. The World, Saint John Cena. They won the Memorial Cup, and next year Yurko wasn't a factor. Huberto is still pretty good, though. Nonetheless, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Justin Braun to Philly. Why in the world did they get rid of Radko Gudis when they were in get Justin Braun? You're talking about a Bash Brothers. To get rid of picks. Yeah, that's about it. Well, well, I mean, they were trying to get. The Philadelphia Flyers are a team that should be a playoff team. Now with Carter Hart in goal, this team has an opportunity. So you're looking for more capable defensemen, I believe. That's why you get Niskin in. You get Justin Braun, who's really showed his stuff in San Jose. Granted, they're both on the older end, but you have experienced defensemen. Radko Gudis was never a fantastic defenseman. Justin Braun's a, a competitive defenseman. But he's an experience as well. Radko Gudis has experience. Unfortunately, he hasn't really been the most capable and most reliable in his own end. So Chuck Fletcher's trying to make moves to make this team a playoff team. Now, yes, a cup contender team, they are years away from that. But the fact of the matter is this team wants to just get back in the playoffs, seem competitive so they can attract better players. Moving on. Uh, the biggest one, as of right now. At least in the past week. Jacob Truba is going to the Rangers. In return, the Rangers are receiving defenseman Neil I'm, I'm going to try this real hard. Pionk. It's Pionk. I was going to say point. <laughs> <laughs> There's an I. The I's in the different spot. It's Pionk and a 2019 first. So, and it's kind of funny. I was researching this. Or this going to be the Jets received Neil Punk in a 2019 Yeah, first. you wrote that wrong. I wrote that totally wrong. But the point Boo. is, that is also, the, so it's the same pick. So here's how it worked. That 2019 first that the Jets are getting is the same conditional first round pick they sent to the Rangers to get Kevin Hayes. And the condition of that pick was that if the Rangers got a top three pick, that that first would go back, the the, their, the Jets' original first would go back to the Jets. So the Rangers kept their, they keep their third or second overall pick, but they get their first round, or excuse me, the Rangers, it became a first round pick, and now the Jets are getting it back. Fans, get out your whiteboards. Okay, so the Jets have their first All round. right, so it starts over here. So the pick they got rid of a few months ago for Kevin Hayes at the deadline, they're getting back. Long story short. Makes but they're sense. giving up Jacob Truba, and they gave up Kevin Hayes. So two funny two things about this. One, the way I found out about this trade, I'm at the Jays game. Jays are getting hammered. We are somehow sitting in the Angels fan section down the right field line. Don't know how we got, how that happened. But guy across me on me, because Kellen and I seats were right on the aisle, Guy looks, his buddy walked by him, he stood up, he's like, buddy, Truba just got traded. I'm like, they got traded to the Rangers. And I'm like, I'm thinking that this is some crazy, dumb, you know, prediction by Bob McKenzie or Darren Dreger or Freege or whatever. 
I mean, Frege would have texted me. I would have told him we were in town. We were going to oh, have Oh, for Pete's we sake. Were, we were going to have lunch together. Elliot Friedman is not your friend. Listen, if he was not on his way to Vancouver, we were going to have lunch, all right? The point of the matter is, is that I look over at the guy. I'm like, wait, did you, just give me, did you say Truma got traded? And he's like, yeah, they got traded to the Rangers. I'm like, no. And he shows me the phone. He's like, are you a Jets fan? I'm like, no, I'm not a Jets fan. I'm just curious. I'm like, really? So, and then, of course, the story came out that Jacob Truba's fiance is doing, is in medical studies. And, of course, them both being American, it's difficult for Truba playing in Canada and having to have his fiance will not be able to be with him. He wants to be with his fiance. So that's, I believe, why last year, remember, he really fought arbitration because he said, if I have to play in Canada, I have to get paid a lot if I'm going to be away from my fiance, which personally, I understand. Kind of going through some of that a little bit right now. I'm not going to get into it deeply, but the point is that that's why he wanted to get traded, at least to a team back in anybody, really. The Rangers were able to play ball. They were able to get a solid deal from it. Truba's able to, so now his fiance is able to continue her medical studies. He gets to play in the States, gets to live with her. Happy, happy, happy. Rangers get a good defenseman out of it. They do not have a lot of them. Brady Shea is good. Kevin Shattenkirk is old. But good deal for the Rangers. Yes, the Jets lose a top defenseman, but that's going to free up a lot of cap space that they need because they were going into cap trouble. And they're going to be in cap trouble anyways. Right, because they kind of, kind of like the San Jose Sharks, have had to pay people more to play there. Right. That's just how it is there. They're one of those markets where it's not it's not the best thing in the world, but it's not the worst. We'll talk about RFAs next week, but who's ready for Patrick Lyon to get offer sheeted? Now, anyway. how does this affect the Leafs? Great question, Speaking Tyler. Speaking Dante's Inferno, nine circles of hell. Angels and Demons? No, Angels and Demons was a garbage movie. This is a dumpster. What? Are you kidding? Obi-Wan Kenobi as a man of the cloth. Are you kidding? The movie. I'm not talking about the book. The movie. The movie was amazing. It was awesome. Listen, Tom Hanks can't can't save every movie, all right? Get off it. Yes, he can. Take off your rockers, bud. All right. Okay, okay, what about the third one? The third one that nobody likes to talk about at all? That was a good movie. It was a good book, good movie. Dan Brown, Tom Hanks. It's perfect. Perfect. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. why is my brain? Tim Burton and uh, Johnny Depp. Tim Burton and Johnny Depp is Dan Brown, <laughs> Tom Hanks. There we go. I ship it. So the Leafs. Ah, uh, yes. Talking about Tom Hanks. Mitch Martin looking north of 11 million? So... What the? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn, Tom Hanks. Mitch Marner. You're right, because Tom Hanks, beloved by America. Mitch Marner, by, loved by Toronto. Unfortunately, getting some friends, kind of losing some friends. Okay, here we're, we go. We're looking for a ship. Wilson! <sighs> All right, Mitch Marner. So, one of the possible top, one of the possible players that may get appreciated is Mitch Marner. Deservedly so. Fantastic skill set, great player, very hardworking. Here is the issue. Kyle Dubas did not do well last year with the last RFA he had to deal with. No. William Elander. No. Probably overpaid for him. And paid only paid $10 million last season because he played halfway through. Right. Then he decided we got to get Austin Matthews taken care of now. $11.5 million later. A lot of money. That was a good deal, though. Ah, a little overpaid. 
It was a good deal. You're right. You, he, they did what they had to do to keep him. They're paying to keep him. He's a superstar. Mitch Marner. No. Here we go. So, Bob McKenzie was on Insider Trading this past week and mentioned, someone asked, one of the questions was, are they going to compare, is Marner going to compare his contract to that of Jeff Skinner or Miko Rantanen when his deal comes through? Nope. But and, his dad is. And Bob McKenzie said, no, why would you? Why would you care about other teams? You're, if you're his agent, Darren Ferris, they want they should compare to Matthews. That's what they're going to do. They're, that's what they're going to do. That's what Martyrs Camp wants. We want $11 million. This, Alex, is why I hate agents. Because if that, now, if they really do represent the player, represent the client, the athlete, the item, whatever you want to call it. Is this really what Marner wants? Marner wants to be treated like the player he is. Does he want to win in the city that he claims that he loves, that he wants to play for, his boyhood dream of playing for his hometown Maple Leafs? Is that what he really wants to do? Does he really want to win here? Because Alex, getting paid $11 million, is not going to help. Granted, yes, Tavares, Matthews, are getting paid that, but you have to take your salt. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to eat some crap and learn to like it if you want to win with this team. So, so what you're telling me is, if you want Mitch Marner, who, in my personal eyes, I'm, I'm saying this with take this with a grain of salt, a better player than Austin Matthews. We'll discuss this some other time. But the point is that... A better player with more production than almost half of the Leafs Alex, to take at, a pay cut. If you're looking... Okay, you're looking at... Look Matthew- at the money that Nylander got. Look at that the... That was a mess up. That was a Kyle Dubas mess up. That and was you know a what? watched job. You're okay. right. And so is the Matthews deal. Marner is a great player. He deserves to get paid. Name me a team that is going to pay him that. New Jersey. Eh, good. But what I'm saying is... Dallas, if they had the cap space. The fact of the matter is, is that if he really... If that's what Marner really wants, he wants $11 million, okay, go to a team, and that's going to pay you... That's going to pay you $1 million less than Connor McDavid. Just put that out there. He's going to get paid $1 million less than Connor McDavid. I'm sorry, Marner. I'm sorry, Matthews. I'm sorry, Leafs fans. McDavid is light years ahead of both of them. You're not wrong. So so tell me why everyone's deciding to make $10 million. Because, unfortunately, that's the precedent that's been set. That's the unfortunate part. Okay, yes, so I why doesn't it. Marner get, get his piece of pie? Because there isn't enough for the Leafs if they want to win. Then they're going to lose him. Fine. Get if, the draft If picks. you... If Mart, Mitch Marner, if you ever listen to the stinking show, if you want to be a Leaf and you want to be a champion, I'm calling him out. If you want to be a champion, if you want to play for the Leafs and win it with wearing the Maple Leaf, the blue and white, the team that you cheer for your entire life, you will take a pay cut. Sub 10. Yes, I said sub 10 because why you need to if you actually want to make this cap situation work out. If you want to get paid, fine. Go somewhere else and tell me how it's like to not win a cup even though your bank account is full. You will not. Win a cup if you get signed by any team that's willing to give you a guy that's played three years in the league and has not hit anywhere near the 100-point barrier, $11.5 million. Dude, where's Matthews in all this? I'll tell you. We said. Not in the second round. 
No, exactly. That's what I'm You're, trying to say. No, no, no. No, it's that's why we agreed. It was a mess up. It's not We Mark. agreed that was a Dubas mess yeah, up. Yeah, it's a Dubas but mess Dubis up. Dubas has he to- He messed re- up with Tavares. No, he no, no. Messed, Tavares? No, no. He messed up. No, Tavares was going to let- Hey, like I said, if the Leafs had offered him one if, million less- if, if Tavares wants to win. No. Wearing the blue and white. I never said playing, that. Rooting for, playing for the team that he root his entire life for. He's gonna have to eat grass. Here, Alex, you wanna know no. the difference? You wanna know the difference between John Tavares and Mitch Marner? Tavares Marner is, is younger. He's Tavares got a lot well more time. Tavares, like I said, if the Leafs offered Tavares half okay, a million look, less. Stop. I'm not done talking. If Tavares You're sitting was, there talking for three minutes by if yourself. Tavares was offered half a million less, he was gonna go to San Jose. Fine. They'd still be in cap hell, and you know what? The Leafs would have a lot more money to spend on Mitch Marner. Yes, but look a at, good look player. At the, yes, look a at the, good player look at the with a lot of... Yeah, he's... Look at the production. You want to know why? Because he's passing a lot. He's being a good player. I'm talking about Tavares, not Marner. Oh, look. yeah, no, Tavares, yeah. That look was the production. You're, you're telling me it wasn't worth it? That was worth $11 million. I'm but sorry. does it Marner matter? has not shown me... To where the point that the Leafs could go out on a limb and put another player above $10 million. All I'm saying is this. Carolina did far better than the Leafs. I don't care if it was a fluke. They got to the Eastern Conference Final. You, right. tell, me how, you tell me how many players they got over $7 million. I understand that, yes. It's not about how many superstars you have. It's about how many players that you have at lower contracts. So the Leafs will not have Mitch Marner because they have set, like you said, a precedent where they are going to pull out their pockets and they are going to drain them into whoever needs money. If they are not a superstar, they're going to be making AHL dollars. If they are a superstar, they are going to be making 10 plus. Nylander was an exception because he is a mid-carter Because that, that was Dubas' mess up. That was his first deal. It's just like Trudeau. Look, promising at first with a nice young guy. Guess what? It has not worked out at all. Let's just put it that way. You have no stance on pol- no, no, We're not talking about pol- politics right now. I'm sorry. But yes, you're right. To, like Austin Matthews, William Nylander, two very bad contracts. Patrick Marlowe, that's going to contract you're going to have to move. Every other contract right now looks okay. But yes, you have Yonten, you have Kapanen, and Tyler Ennis. Who knows? I don't really know. But the point is, Marner cannot get paid double digits. If you want to be, if you want to have room to pay other players to keep a solid three or three lines together, Mars have to take a cut. And if Why did re- Matthews take a cut? Because <laughs> because <laughs> what? Because he could he will he would have walked. Okay, he would have walked. And 100%. guess what? Marner's gonna do. Walk. You know what? Fine. Tr- be all this BS that you put in our, into the Leafs' minds, all the Leafs fans, Leafs Nation mind, that you are a Leaf first and you want to be Leaf forever. Fine. Move on. We'll f- have fun in New Jersey. Have fun in any other team that has room. Go have fun down in, I don't know, Dallas. Go have fun. Dallas is in- not the cap room. Whatever. Go down to Florida. Go down to Arizona. Go to some garbage shoot team. I'm sure Vancouver would love to have you. Who cares? A garbage shoot team. Look where Dallas got. You're, you're okay. You say Arizona garbage shoot team. They are looking better than they were. They are progressing. What I'm saying is Mitch Marner is a team that has the ability to pay Marner eleven half million dollars. 
All I'm going to say is this. The Leafs will gladly take their picks because guess what? Those will be top-end picks in the first round next year, let me tell you. And the fact of the matter is that they will not be good enough to actually be a contender. Yeah, but you know what the worst and the sad part about those, you know, top-round picks or whatever? They're not going to be worth snot. Deadly squat. You want to know why? Because you got John Tavares, you got Austin Matthews. This ain't basketball. You don't go. You don't but have. Then, you don't have five guys on the floor. You'll have plus room. seven more on the bench. No, 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 no. You've got eighteen. You got eighteen players. All right. That Alex. you all gotta play. So then you have to have. You have an entire roster that you have to worry about. This isn't like other leagues that have better payment programs. They don't have. No, the NHL is not worth that. You're not letting me get to the roster of telling you why you should be fine. Marner walks, okay? Let's say this happens. Okay, Marner walks, but Kapanen makes Nylander money, and then how much you got left then? Kapanen gets 4.5, Janssen gets two point or 3.5. Okay? That's still less than what Marner will make. So you look at the 3.5, let's see, it's 3.5 plus 4.5, that is $8 million. So let's look at the last 3.5 million. Oh, yeah, look at that, Jake Gardner. Your value's down a little bit, but you can stay here, and you'll still play top-end minutes and play for a couple more years. There's three and a half million dollars. You can pay three players that were actual contributors to this team, along with Martin. Yes, Martin was a contributor. You're saying, oh my good, an actual contributor. Or that were no, that were contributors. That you you can cannot pay for. say actual contributor and then say that Marner contributed. I, you are. You are not letting me finish because you're walking all over yourself. You had pay three players that contributed for one player. You can pay one player eleven and a half, or you can lose the other three. I'm sorry. You need Jake Garner. We learned that this this past season. Very ominously. Kapanen, fantastic speed, good shot. When he played with Matthews, he was outstanding. Yes, he his his value went down Nylander when Nylander came back. But nonetheless, you put him back up there with Matthews, give him an opportunity, things will go well. Andreas Janssen, bulldog. You pay him the money he deserves, great. What I'm trying to say is that 11.5 is not worth for one player anymore on this team. I'm I, not saying 11.5. I'm just saying 10. No, it has to be less than 10. It well, needs you're, to be less you're losing him. I'm just saying that right now. And it, fine, it's, fine. It, as let a, him walk. As, as a Leafs fan, you can say let him walk all you want because I know you're just sour about it. It sucks to say. Well, you if you want, do you if he really wants to be a Leaf, if he wants to be a champion with the Leafs, all right. Why isn't the same conversation happening with Matthews? Oh wait, because the, he's not. Dubis tried that because and he a, said because it's not a hometown discount. Matthews would go anywhere. There's money. You know that. You have to sign the superstar because why? You know he could go somewhere else. Right. And how did that work out for Edmonton? Oh, wait. It didn't. Hey, yeah. How is it working out for the Leafs? Oh, wait. It didn't. Yes, because they they gave Lucic $7 million and they paid Drysdale stupid money too. They're... Because... Toronto's doing the same thing. But no. Lucic... Who is Lucic's comparable on this team? Marlowe? I don't know Marlowe than Lucic, but Marlowe's going to be out the door. Okay, how about Nylander then? Nealander actually has skills. Yes, he had an off year because, well, you could give him the fact that, yes, he did not have a preseason. He was not really properly training. So there is that. I'm hearing all the excuses and not any solutions. That's what I'm saying. All I'm going to say is this. he is That's too much money for a relatively still young and kind of unproven player. I, I, will, think- I will put that down on paper. Marner is not worth $11.5 million. Under any circumstances. Okay, If fine. that's the stuff that his dad and his agent are putting in his brain right now, I'm sorry. You shouldn't listen to that. Do what you want to do. 
If you think, make, if you believe that you want to be on this team, yes, you will have to make less. Do a bridge contract. Take two years at four and a half, five million dollars, and then make 20 million after that. Do that. Go ahead. Be the hero. If you want to be this leaf hero and be in legend lore forever, Marner, you're going to have to eat it. I'm just saying Marner doesn't want to play second pony to Austin Matthews. So, okay, fine. Fine. Go have fun being on a, on a third to last place team. Give us those first round picks. We'll Hey, we'll take those top three lottery picks you all know, day. You know darn well Marner's not going there. No. Mitch Marner is going to go to a competitive team. No. He, he's going to go to a, a contender. No, because all the contenders cannot afford $11.5 million players right now. Yeah, they can. Nobody can. People can make space. I'd like to people see that who. People that got free agents, let them walk. I'd like to see who, that's for sure. And I'd like to see the Maple Leafs stay out of cap hell. Oh, wait. Oh, they're going to do it when they don't sign Marner. Sure. By the way, Trevor Moore, two more years at seven, 775 grand. Just saying. Talking about Austin Matthews. Um, we already mentioned that. Uh, Angel 20 cover. Yeah. Mentioned that. Um, let's talk about the awards. The awards! So, I didn't really watch the awards. I'll be completely honest. I was too darn tired for this stuff. I was very sleepy. Uh, but let's quick go over the awards and who won them. I'm going to kind of run through them for you a little bit. Well, I guess we'll just, you kind of mention them and I'll. Yeah, you, you, you can I'll say give my speech. two cents on her. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin is, has won the Rocket Richard It's trophy a controversy! No, I'm kidding. No, it's really not. For 51 goals. Very well done, sir. Don Sweeney has won the General Manager of the Year. Uh, Doug Armstrong and Don Waddle. It's Waddell, I know. Okay, I was about to say, that's your general manager. What are you doing? I, I know. Don, my general manager. Yeah, he's your Canes manager. Yeah, he's your guy. He's not my general manager. Oh, good lord. You're right. You're he's right. The Tommy Crus- Dundinger, boy. He's the Crusades general manager. And Tommy Dundinger, he's also there. Don Swain, I think that that's an okay one. I'm okay with that. He had made some big deals at the deadline. Doug Armstrong really didn't do much after signing Ryan or, or trading for Ryan O'Reilly. Um, something a little bit more. Oh, well, I, I guess signing Craig. I, I don't right. want to say more notable, but something we'll probably talk about a little bit more here. Uh, Jason Zucker takes the King Clancy Award. Yep, that's for humanitarian in the community for King Clancy, honor of King Clancy. Uh, Jason Zucker's uh, hashtag Give Sixteen. It's a variety of donations and charities through um, through him and the team. Um, him and his wife also raised over a million dollars for the Zucker Family Suite and Broadcast Studio at the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital, and that's I mean that's cool because they were watching it last night too. It's good to see Zucker win something. So of course when that happened, everyone's like, so what happens if he gets traded? That was kind of a sort of the thing. same thing that happened when Pacioretty got traded from Montreal. <laughs> no, Subban, you mean? No, Pacioretty. Well, Subban too, because remember Subban donated the ten million dollars and he got traded. Well, yeah, but uh, Henrik Lundqvist and Oliver Ekman-Larsen were also nominees for their great causes as well. Of course, Lundqvist has been an absolute amazing charitable philanthropist in New York over his career too. So, congratulations right. to both of them. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly wins the Selkie. Pat Bergeron. Sorry. Uh, talking about Bergeron, Patrice Bergeron and Mark Stone were also nominees for the Selkie Award. Yeah, I, I saw that the awards, yes, it's in Vegas, but it was kind of, at first it was like, oh, it's in Vegas, kind of big time. Now that the Vegas fans are there, like when they saw Mark Stone, everyone's like, yeah! 
So when so when he didn't win, they kind of booed him a little Boo. bit. So it's like it's, so they're gonna have to figure out how to do that. They may have to bring it back to Toronto, where it's pretty unbiased because there's a lot more different fans than you know Toronto fans. <laughs> no, it's also just very quiet. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, because there's I, I don't see suits. Yes, there's that. But I'm saying there's like there's like Habs fans, Calgary fans. Right, right. Um, Barkov wins the Lady Bing. Oh, that was funny. You, so you so Alexander Barkov with the chirp of the century. The on his own. So he goes up to the award. First thing he says, what does Alexander Barkov say? I think there's more fans from Finland here than from the Florida Panthers. Oh gosh. Oh man. Oh, Alexander Barkov for the win. Oh man, and. You know the worst part is his he can't go back and get booed by his own fans because what fans? They're not there. The Leafs sold out that hockey night in Canada game in Florida early in the year because well the tickets are cheaper. That you can pay for a flight down to Sunrise down to Miami, drive to Sunrise, park at the rink, and buy a ticket lower bowl. It's cheaper than going to a Leafs game. Oh well, yeah, Leafs games are far too expensive. They got to pay for the the monitor. <laughs> <sighs> Sean Monahan and Ryan O'Reilly were also nominees for the Lady Bing. Uh, Pedersen wins the Calder. Elias Pedersen. Best rookie ever. So, uh, this could be goaltending bias. I really thought... It is. It is. Listen, Jordan Bennington did really well this year. And you have to remember, all these awards were decided before the playoffs. That's what has to be remembered about these awards. All the Pro Hockey Writer Association awards were before the playoffs started. Right. So that's why Pedersen won. He had an incredible year, led the Canucks in points, goals, assists. Bennington had an incredible year as a goaltender. Then if he had played the whole year, who knows? It could have been a different story. Rasmus Dahlin, yeah, he's the third one because, well, there really wasn't anyone left to really talk about. He, he played a solid Season. He played a solid role. He did really well on a team that kind of fell off the uh, fell off the cliff there in the second half of the year. Right, and that that's not really to discredit Darlene. It's just the fact that I mean, yes, we put a lot of pressure on you know the rookies, especially the the high draft picks and you know the people that are supposed to be this, that, and the everything. Um, But you also have to remember these players, especially you know players from. Uh, you know, from foreign mar- from foreign markets, you know, Europe and such, they, they they need to learn, and you know, Rasmus Dahlin obviously needed to learn how to play in a you know North American defensive zone, which definitely third, takes. That's why I played a lot of third pairing, right? So it definitely took a lot of toll on him, and obviously playing third pairing minutes, he's not going to you know be the superstar you 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 saw you saw the glimpses of what he's capable of that's what that's why i think got him notoriety and that's that's the point that's the the thing that people really need to pay attention to is the fact that rasmus dowling he has those those sparks in there i would have liked to have seen bennington won but bennington did he was voted by the fans as the bridgestone clutch player of the playoffs yeah the one that's not done before the playoffs oh god i'm tired yeah i know you're getting there sorry it's, it's getting that time of night. Uh, moving on here. Wayne Simmons wins Mark Messier Leadership Award. Connor McDavid and Patrick Kane are also nominees. I think that is pretty good. I mean, whoever wins, it's good for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wayne's, he was a great guy in the community of Philadelphia. And then he got traded, which made it a little awkward. But, I mean, we'll see how that goes from there. But Right. Uh, moving on. The odds-on favorite 
to win the Norris since the ha- you know halfway through the year uh, vote that was done by the Writers Association, Mike Giordano, or excuse me, not Mike, Mike Giordano, Mark Giordano, excuse me, wins the Norris Trophy. Brent Burns and Victor Hedman were the other two nominees for that. I think it was all expected. You know, Leafs fans were like, why not Morgan Riley? Morgan Riley is a great defenseman. He plays well. However, he w- he didn't have he didn't do it. He w- the start that he had of the year, he did not continue. He was not consistent. Correct. If he had been at that pace all year, it would have been different. But Giordano, 35 years old, one of three defensemen ever win at that age. Congratulations to him. Quick little note here. Chris Johnson just tweeted, Kyle Dubas says it's not a foregone conclusion. The Leafs would match a Mitch Marner offer. She indicates that they'd have to weigh the return just as they would fellow RFAs Kasperi Kapanen and Andreas Janssen. Just had to mention that. Sorry, I just got tweeted. So what you're telling me is that they need to trade Kapanen. Well, that'd be the rights to for Kapanen. Well, right, the trade the rights. So what you're telling me is that I was right two months ago. <laughs> and Buddy Fridge just tweeted right now. Your quick Buddy Fridge. Quick thing, coaches challenge, expanded coaches challenge, third category added. They allow challenges of missed stoppages of play and offenses only into a goal. Consequences of being wrong is automatic two-minute penalty. Second unsuccessful a challenge is a double minor. So they will get two challenges now. So wait, uh, read that one more time a little bit slower for my brain. The the third cat new category for coaches challenge. Yep, the, the, I got that part. My, the, sorry, the, the stoppage part. The stoppage part. That's what that's the huge thing for me. It so if there's like a I guess if a whistle that wasn't supposed to be there or if the puck goes off the netting. That got unnoticed. Remember that happened in the San, one of the San Jose series? Puck goes up in the netting, pops back. No, it was, was it Dallas? But no, the puck went up in the netting, but nobody noticed. But does that a, cover the hand pass, though? Yes. Well, which should be a stoppage of play. Yes. Okay. And, there's, and that's an automatic, but if you get it wrong, it's an automatic two-minute penalty. Um, well, all all a, I'm hearing right now is just... The bank accounts of these like video coaches just getting heavier. Oh yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Okay, back to the awards. Sorry, these back this to is, the awards. This is live tweeting right now, folks. So yeah, live news. Breaking uh, news. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Goodness, I'm tired. Uh, Jack Adams Award goes to none other than Barry Trotz for the second time. Craig Berube and John Cooper are the other nominees. Good for good for Barry. Trotz deserved it. He got a cheeseburger from. From Good Burger. <laughs> you didn't see that either? Barry Trotz got awarded the Jack Adams Award and a Hamburger. Yeah. Because I, Keenan, I, and, cause I, Keenan I, and Kelly came on the yeah, stage. I yeah, saw that. That, that, was, that was stupid. Yeah. I love, you know, you're right, having no Well, didn't you see the uh, the ad that they had with, um, oh, who is it? Who is, who is, who is it? It's, it's, oh, what's his name from NHL Network? Kevin Weeks. Yes, that's the name. Wait, yeah, really? Ke- yeah, no, they, oh. they had, like, a Facebook ad thing. It was, like, Kevin Weeks and... Uh, Keenan Thompson? No, it was, it was Kel. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it, I thought it was stupid. Yeah, I get it. You know, cross-promotion, cross whatever. Back to trots. Well, Aaron took the worst team and went to first, by the way. Also, Jennings Trophy goes to Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice, both top five in goals against and state percentage, thanks to Barry Trotz's lovely defensive system that he implemented Good for him. But Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice were not the best goaltender. Nope. Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, well, that's kind of expected. That was a, I think I think that was a landslide as well. 
I would have liked Leonard to win or Bishop, but Vasilevsky was great all year. Andre lubed with Vasilinski. Eh, no. no. Here's, here's my kicker about the whole thing about Vasilevsky. Louis Domingue had career numbers behind that Tampa defense. That's all I'm going to say. Keep her moving. Yeah, but he's a good goalie, though. He is, but... Okay, think about all the plays, though. You could say that Carrier Price played behind some pretty good defenses. What? <laughs> y- yes. What? Yes. What, Markov and Subban and Petrie? <laughs> he's made pretty good plays. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Andre Vasilevsky makes pretty good plays. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Vasilevsky will never make the will never win an MVP, but Carrier Price, gosh darn it, he could have won it twice even when he was hurt because he clearly was an MVP. Sorry, moving on. Talking about Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice shared the Jennings oh, Trophy. I, I, both. I just said that. Did you just say that? You clearly zoned out. Sorry, I yawned. It was it was my head. Anyways. Uh, Willie O'Ree Community Award winner is Rico Phillips of Flint, Michigan, founder of the Flint Inner City Youth Hockey Program. Now, I actually uh, know about this and I um, because there was something I was doing and it had to do with the Flint area, yep. etc. Rico Phillips does, definitely deserves this. He's a good guy. Um, Firefighter. Yep, definitely does. Uh, definitely does deserve this recognition. Um, it's all free too. The Flint Inner, so- Inner City Hockey Program. It's all free for the kids. And one of the things, actually, the good part, of course, everyone knows about the Flint water crisis. Being active actually helps fight lead poisoning, lead infection. It does to a certain extent. Well, yeah, yes. a certain extent, but it's more or less just get the kids doing something instead of sitting around. You know, right? It's it's the same thing that. Okay, I'm gonna leak it because why not? The, the West Michigan Whitecaps uh, Community Foundation is trying to make attempts more towards, you know, with, with the help of the greater YMCA of Grand Rapids, um, have a free youth baseball league. That'd be cool. Which is... That's, just, it's get, a, get, just get kids active. Right. It's a, it's a huge thing that they're doing. It, it kind of go go, coincides with the initiative that they have with... Um, I mean, minor league baseball, they change the names for certain games. Obviously, one that we have upcoming is the... Bear City Bung! Wait, is no. it... No. Oh, oh, the other one. <laughs> that's no, Well, that's not the one we're talking about, but it, it's it's the same reason why they do the uh, Du Calaveras, Du West Michigan. Talk, talking about the um, Latino community and their effect on the Grand Rapids area. Also, the uh, one time... The, the one game that we have upcoming, which is actually celebrating the uh, Grand Rapids Black Sox, which is a harken back to the Negro um, Leagues days, the, the Negro, Negro League, where you know just talking more about, and it just goes back into talking about the urban youth and just trying to bring them out, just get them get them to do something. Basically, right. um, there's a lot of stuff there. Rico Phillips, it's always good to see Michigan getting a little bit of. Uh, recognition obviously flint needs this kind of stuff yes anthony benavides from detroit was also a nominee he's the director of clark park recreation center which is an outdoor rink over there on the east side of the state that pretty much took that from nothing tammy lynch uh, was a founder of players against hate she's from maryland um one of her kids teammates was getting uh, racial racial taunts and they said they were not gonna have any of it they made a social media movement about it it became a big thing everyone saw the stickers it's Really good thing. So, congratulations to both of them as being nominated. And, of course, congratulations to Rico for winning the award. I don't know if he grabbed it yet because he forgot to grab the award. He just kind of said a speech and walked off stage. Yeah, he and got it. And Catherine Tapp is sitting there. I was like, uh, 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 okay. 
All right. All right. Uh, good stuff. Um, moving on, uh, the Hart Trophy was awarded by none other than one Alex Trebek, who received a standing ovation. Um, for those of you that don't know or haven't heard, because you live under a rock, Alex Trebek is dealing with pancreatic cancer. I, is he, it, is, is it, he is still doing the show and to, to the best of his ability. He has been doing interviews. Um, he's been a champion at you know everything that he's done. The, they did a he's still fighting it. That's for sure. They did a, a sixty minutes, uh, you know, segment special, with yeah. special with him, where he basically you know just talked about how he's trying to go through that. You know, the, the stuff. You know, his hair right now is not his hair. It is a very well done hairpiece. Yes, and you know he's doing great. Gets a standing ovation. Well deserved. And it was cool that he was there in the first place because people weren't sure if he was actually wanting him out. He said, oh, yeah, because he's a hockey fan. He is. He is a hockey fan. He's from Northern Ontario, and his favorite player is Gordie Howe, which at his age, when he was younger, a lot of kids were. It was either you were French and cheered for Rocky Richard or you're a Gordie Howe fan. Right. That was pretty much the two you cheered for. Um, And he... It was awesome to see just see him come. Like, we said Alex Trebek, the whole crowd. It just won. Everyone stood up. No hesitation. Yeah. And it was cool. I mean, last night, we'll get to a couple of other ones. It was a very emotional night. But get back, sorry, back to the Hart Trophy, sorry. Right. And, and uh, you know, he, he awards the Hart Trophy to the winner of three different awards. Well, two others. Well, three different ones, including yep. the one in the Hart Trophy. Nikita Kucherov, who won not only the Hart Trophy, not only the Art Ross, but also the Ted Lindsay Award. Which was kind of shocking because everyone thought it was Conor McDavid again. But I was listening to Hockey Central Noon today, and they were just like, yeah, Conor McDavid could easily win that for the next, like, 10 years. He could. So he really could. It's good to kind of put that one, like, Kucherov, hey, he's the guy, and McDavid and Crosby were nominees. And, and to be fair, Crosby hasn't really been a real heart-runner candidate in the last couple of years, so it's good to see him keep her going. And McDavid in the heart conversation, that's just because, well, who else do you have in Edmonton? I this this year I was less likely to think he was going to win it compared to last year. Right. So that's why when he won it, I'm like, or when Kucherov won, I'm like, okay. I mean, of course, 128 points, most since Yager '96. I mean, it was he had an incredible year. He deserved it. I love the key joke that Keenan Thompson made. He said they set they tied the record for the most wins in the regular season with 62, and they tied for the least wins in playoff history with zero. And let's just say this. The camera went to the Bolts, and they were not too happy. Yeah, so uh, Connor McDavid, Crosby were the nominee, other nominees for the Hart Trophy. Um, moving on a little bit, Anderson Whitehead was... So do I want me to break this one down? Let me just get the quick backstory okay. here. Anderson Whitehead, big Carey Price fan. One, his favorite player is Carey Price. Similar to I was when I was going through my teenage years. And his mother... Anderson's mother said it was, you know, she was going to do everything she can to make sure he meets Carey Price. Unfortunately, I believe it was a little, about a year ago, she, pa- she died from cancer, passed away from cancer. And somehow White, uh, I forgot how exactly how it happened, but Whitehead was able to get to a Habs practice and someone pointed Carey Price out to him. And of course, instantaneous Anderson Brick cries. I was crying watching the video. Carey Price saw it, immediately understood, took off his gloves, mask, whole nine yards, hugged him, signed his stuff, took pictures with him. Great moment. 
So last night, they were talking about the feel-good moments of the year. They, of course, mm-hmm. talk about Layla, and Anderson was in the crowd. So they bring out bring Anderson out of the stage, and, and they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, your friend couldn't be here. So Carrie, Pri- so Carrie Price comes up, making it look like he's doing like a satellite call in, you know, on the screen. But then he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. And he comes on the stage, and instantaneous, me, everyone in attendance, everyone watching, anyone that was anywhere on Twitter who saw the video was like Anderson and broke down. He he broke down. Carrie Price came out. Carrie Price held him, and of course, they had the nice moment, gave him the sweater, tell him he's going to the All-Star game next year. Crowd was on their feet standing. They were crying. It's just... It was because cool. you know, like you understand, like the boy lost his mother who wanted him to meet Carrie Price, meets Carrie Price and sees him again and actually is like standing next to him. It's it's one of those moments that you remember. Like when Layla kissed the Stanley Cup. Right. When Anderson actually met Carrie Price and talked to him face to face. And of course, the last part that I'm gonna talk about, or you can sorry, you'll bring up, but Well, yeah. Um, another just emotional moment but it wasn't even for me the biggest one right and but but you know it, you know just kind of going off the anderson thing um nhl on facebook uh they said it the best 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 you could ever possibly think about it. one of those moments it's more than hockey yes and it's it's more than just you know cups everything it's all about this beautiful community that hockey creates and you know the the relationship that more recently the fans have been able to create with players with the help of social media and and just be able to connect more and more with the players and everything that's been going on it's a great thing um the masterton award which is always is like the award that it is usually the feel-good award you know, the player that comes right. back and has a great year. Brian Boyle won it last year. Craig Anderson, of course, famously a couple years ago after his wife went through cancer. And, I mean, everyone, I, of course, there. it's, like I said, it's the feel-good award. And that's what makes it one of the more it's special the, it's, awards. It's, it's the cherry on top, basically. Pretty much, yes. Um, It went to uh, Robin Leonard. Yes. And... um. As soon as they said his name, because... It was a moving speech. It was either going to be him or Nick Felino in my eyes. And when he said Robin Leonard, I'm like, because... Do we... We never really... God, I'm, I'm starting to cry. Hold on. Yeah, give me a second here. Ugh. It's... We never really talk about it on this show, not because we avoid it, but because it just never comes up for us. But yeah, mental illness is—it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a very—it's very real. And the hard part is there is the stigma. And that's why whenever there's Bell Let's Talk Day, I hashtag the holy every tweet I ever post is hashtag Bell Let's Talk. Now that's why you should talk about it 365 days out of the year, right? To help end the stigma. And that's why when Leonard went up there. Leonard, who's never been great with interviews and speeches, you could see kind of stumbling through because he didn't know what to say, but he, of course, thanked his wife and thanked the folks that put him through these tough times. And the quote, the line that will get me is saying, saying that he is mentally ill, 
but that does not mean he's mentally weak. And that's what got me the most because I, I'm never going to say that there's the severity that I've encountered or you've encountered Alex, but right. we've had bouts with depression. We've had we, bouts yeah. with very low points in our life. Yeah. But for him to use his stage and use his, his spotlight to put in, put it, make it even broader to talk about, it, just simply <coughs> talk about it. Cause Alex, five years ago, nobody talks about it. You still try to hide it. Yeah. You still try to hide the fact that, you know, if you, Oh my gosh, if you're, if you're depressed, whatever, it's cause you're weak. No, no that's not the case. Mental illness is a thing. It, it, if you, ha- if you are mentally ill, like I said, it's not because you're a weak person. It's just that's what happens. The point of the, the fact is that you surround yourself with the right people that will support you and that you don't let it I – mean, you, you, you do everything you can to not let it affect you, but it's still there. That's why you have the right people with you. You have – you keep those that's, that will always support you no matter what, no matter how you are. Like you said, his wife's been through – she was there the entire time. Through the entire Buffalo, where where he came out, the Players Tribune and the Athletics saying how, you know, he never played a game sober in his life, and you know he came very close a couple of times with ending it all, but he, he realized he needed to get help, and he was willing to say that he went out and got help. Right, and you know it, you know, kind of, I mean, you kind of mentioned just both of us. We've we've personally gone through stuff like this. I mean. You know, for the past little while, it, it's it's been a rough thing, and that's why I'm very thankful with where I'm at right now because it, you know, on, on a personal note, I'm kind of happy about, you know, where I'm at with, you know, my job, where I'm at with, you know, my relationship status. And, but, but it, it things have been working out, and, you know, you, you go through those. you have a wonderful girlfriend in Katie. She supports right, and, you. Right, and, and you, you've, you've got a wonderful girlfriend, gr- well, not fiancé Yeah, now. you say girlfriend, and we're, we're going to hear tires screeching up the street here in a minute. Fiancé! And then she'll go. Then she'll go back. And then she'll go <laughs> And then she'll leave. Uh, but we, we, we go through those tough times, and that's when it, that's when, you know, you need those people the most to be able to, you know, be that crutch to, to, to stand on when, when you feel like you can't stand by yourself, when you just want to, you know, sit down, lay down, fall asleep, and just stay there. And cry. Basically. <laughs> like, it, and I've never been, well, I've always, I I feel like I'm a bigger crier now. Like, when I was, you know, in college, whatever, you try everything you can not to, you try everything you can to hide it, because, well, you, you thought that, I think it. I think it depends on situation. Well, you, you th- time like, and life. Well, when I was in Davenport, you you didn't cry because well, you that means you're that means you're weak. It means you're a sissy, right? Despite the fact that you know what, it's there are times in life where it's rough. Yeah, and by goodness, I've I, mean, I have had more. I I've not say I've had more breakdowns, but I've had more a reprieve. I've been able to overcome it because I have told people how I feel. Right. There are things that's that, my problem still. <laughs> there are things that I've told Kelly, <laughs> that I've told Jenna. Sometimes I tell you, sometimes you usually don't. That well, I, there's reasons why. The reason, and I talk about it because you you need to talk about it. If you hold it in, it's it's the worst thing you can do because then it gets right. all pent up. But sometimes it'll kill you. Exactly. Sometimes you won't. 
it, it may not be there. So that, it, it's very good that uh, Robin Leonard saying something, obviously getting the Masterton Award, having that amazing speech, got a standing ovation for it, and most deservedly so. It uh, It's a feel-good story, and it's you know another chapter of saying, hey, mental health is a thing. Mental illness is a thing, but let's... It, it, it's, not, it's not the thing of, you know, you're not feeling good one day, so, you know, you're completely depressed. It's those those times where you wake up and you're sad. You, you, could, you could have had the best sleep of your life, but you're still sad. You wake up the next day, still sad. That kind of thing. The constant going through stuff, and we all need to be able to express ourselves more i need that's one thing that i've been trying to work on we need to be able to talk to people about we need it to be able to talk to people about it and you just pr- promote awareness there's there's all and here's the thing i always say this i have never sought after myself mainly because i'm broke but if you can get help do it if e- you even if it's just a friend even if it's a friend over a cup of coffee do it do what you need to do because there's no point in hiding it we should always, we should be, anyone should be open to talking about it. We need to end the stigma that is mental illness because we, like Robin Leonard said, we are not, we are mentally ill, but we are not mentally weak. Now, let's finish this episode on a lighter note. The draft is... The real draft, Alex. Tomorrow. Not the NBA one. Zion to New Orleans. Yes. The real draft. The draft that this show cares about the most. Yes. Well, well, because we are a hockey show, Alex. We are indeed. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in this draft. Americans dominating the first round, seems like. National Team Development Program doing a great job as always. But what is, uh, Alex, quick rundown the first round for us first. Or at least S- as it is of now. Um, the first round draft order is as follows. New Jersey Devils got the first pick. New York Rangers come in with number two. Chicago Blackhawks and Colorado Avalanche with three and four. Colorado getting their pick from the Senators. And that Matt Duchesne deal. Los Angeles, Detroit, and Buffalo follow in five, six, and seven. Edmonton and Anaheim at eight and nine. Vancouver, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Florida, Arizona, and Montreal make it to 15. Colorado has another pick in 16. Vegas makes an appearance at number 17. Dallas and Ottawa, 18 and 19. Ottawa getting theirs from the Blue Jackets. From the from the other Matt Duchesne deal. Right. Is that the Dezingle deal? Uh, I think that might have been the Dezingle deal. No, that was Duchesne because Duchesne got other picks, but yes. Dezingle, Duchesne, D's. No, Winnipeg Jet, <laughs> you you son of a gun. The Winnipeg Jets uh, from the New York Rangers are in at you mean their own pick twenty. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Los Angeles Kings, New York Islanders, Nashville, and Washington make it to twenty five. Uh, with Los Angeles pick at twenty two coming from the Toronto Maple Leafs and the, the- Jake Muzzin deal. The Calgary Flames and Tampa Bay Lightning coming in at twenty six and twenty seven. Your Carolina Hurricanes, Anaheim Ducks from the Sharks, be at the Sabres, the Boston Bruins, and finally the Buffalo Sabres from the Blues. Make that it, was in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Make it all the way to 31. 
That is the draft order of the first round. That being said, Tyler. Alex. I have a question. Trade up, trade down. Who, what, when, where, and why? Well, quick looking at first, there's been a lot of talks of Vancouver trying to make a move. They are in their own, they are in their home, home barn. They are in their home barn. Words, Tyler, go. So they may make a splash. You never know. They could maybe trade their first round in the second and a third to move up. Currently sitting at 10, which is not a bad spot. I mean, we'll get to the mock draft here in a second, but... As of right now, they're saying Matthew Boldy from the national development team could go to the Canucks as at this moment. But that said, I would not be surprised if I saw them move up. You could probably see move up into the top five where there's maybe a little bit more to look at, a little bit more to be excited for. You know, in terms of trade and moving down, I don't know who would really want to. I mean, if you're really looking for a player, I, I think if you're Buffalo... There's not really, you're not going to get a top prospect you're going to see next season. And Buffalo has a good team that can really turn heads next year. They still have the pretty much same team. You know, Ralph Kruger's going to bring his defensive strategies, which could work. And I say could because I'm not 100% sure. He had a failed attempt with the Oilers, but then he took, you know, Team Europe in the World Cup of Hockey to the top, to the finals against Canada. So you could see Buffalo make a move. Other than that, I mean, maybe Chicago's got a great spot because they're going to get a great talent for next year. Whether or not that talent's there next year, I don't know. But Chicago could use that third pick as bait to get a player for next year because, like I said, Chicago should be a much more competitive team in terms of making a run at the playoffs. And another team that could move up, though, could be, you know, if if you are the, the Florida Panthers, you know, that could be a spot for you. I'm not, I mean, I don't know why you would. You don't, you don't really have a whole lot to give up, but there is opportunity for them. Other than that, though, I'm not really sure who's wanting to move up. But like I said, there's a lot of teams that could use them in the top five right now. Colorado, for example, I mean, they'll want it, they'll take the pick because they'll get, a, yeah, like I said, a good young prospect, but they could use that to, you know, trade down, but get some good prospects, good talent for next season because Colorado is a playoff team. They still are. So we'll see how that goes, though. So, mock draft from NHL.com. They have, obviously, Jack Hughes um, going at numero uno to the New Jersey Devils. Capacaco <laughs> going to the Rangers. Yeah, no real surprise there. Both uh, incredible talents. Alex Turcotte from the USA U18 team. So that's an interesting one. Going to Chicago. Because... You automatically get another forward, but do the Hawks really need another forward? They already have Debrinket. Now Turcotte could be a great possibility, but you have Bo you have Bowen Byram as a defenseman. And let's be honest, Duncan Keith and Seabrook are not getting any younger, Alex. No. Byram is a defenseman that with a year or two could easily be a, a, a very capable NHL defender. Now, whether or not, now granted, yes, you're probably gonna consider can Turcotte go in the NHL next year? Can Bowen Byram go in the NHL next year? You're going to have to consider that, I believe. Do you think that Chicago looks internally for those defensive positions? Or maybe try to get they something... They don't have a, a whole lot, though, to look forward to. Or do you think that they possibly see what's available in the second and third rounds? You could. Now, I listen, mean, Nick Lindstrom the, was not a first-rounder. I understand that, uh, granted. 
But here's the big thing. If Turcotte gets drafted, there's no question in my mind that he goes to Chicago next year and he becomes the first ever player from the National Development Program to go directly to the NHL, which would be huge. So that's why I think Chicago, because they know for a fact that this kid is ready to make the jump. You don't have to put him top-line minutes either, especially with the Hawks lineup they have up front. But Bowen Byron would be a good pick. Okay. So moving on, Colorado, from the Ottawa Senators, uh, they have Dylan Cousins from Lethbridge. Which one are you looking at? Well, it's Kittleman. Which one are you looking at? I'm looking at what people sing. So they got like different ones for different people. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I'm trying to look. So I'm looking at TSN's mock draft. What are you looking at? I'm looking at NHL's. Okay. So Kimmelman's got uh, Dylan Cousins. Uh, Morial's got Kirby Dach. Uh, Turcotte is another one. That's a possibility. What do you got on yours? Well, Kirby Dach is picked by the TSN mock draft. And listen, Kirby Dock is an incredible talent. He's six foot four. He can skate. He's got hands. Here is the problem with him. He plays when he wants to. That same, that same knock you're going to hear about Raphael Lavoie. Kirby Dock is a great player when he wants to. We saw it when he, when that series against Prince Albert in round two, he had some incredible plays. He really stepped up for the Blades when they needed to. The problem is that can he do it an entire year? That's going to be the big question. He probably will go back to Saskatoon for one more year. I don't see why he would. He may fall, but he may be the guy that falls back a little bit. He may be the brain cat of a couple years ago who falls back considerably, mainly because of the fact that he, he's uncertain. Everyone always jokes that Pierre-Luc Dubois got drafted by Columbus, and why were, was, why didn't anyone pick Jesse Pugliarvi? Well, we learned that Jesse Pugliarvi, there's something maybe wrong with him. And Yarmo Kekalainen saw that, and that's why he picked him. Now, if you're... Colorado and then Los Angeles, you see Kirby Dock say, oh, what an incredible player, but what's the downside? Pros and cons. So Doc, you, he could easily be a top five player, but I would not be surprised if he fell backwards. Right. At number five, Los Angeles Kings, the resounding yes is going to be Bowen or Bowen Byram from Vancouver of the WHL. Well, you need a defenseman for sure, so if Chicago, do. if Chicago doesn't pick him, boy, L.A. better pick him up. Someone really needs to fill that Dion Phaneuf spot. You know, uh, you know someone uh, needs to not be a pylon. <laughs> a pylon. He'll, listen, if he goes to L.A., there's not a doubt in my mind he's in the NHL next year. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Um, number six, the Detroit Red Wings. Possibly Trevor Zegras. He is. Uh, a, am I saying that right? Is, Zegris, it, is it Zegris? Zegris? Trevor Zegras. Zegras. Very good player. Very good player. Uh, another possibility for Detroit is. I want to. I really hope I say this correctly. Vasily Podkolzin from Neva uh, Saint Petersburg, the uh, Russian two league. Vasily Podkolzin. Yep. Uh, very, he's Podkolzin's very talented as well as Zegras. The thing is, is that. He, uh, he was the captain of the Russian team. Right. And like I said, he's got very good potential. The problem is, is that will, I, I don't know. Detroit's obviously not ready to, they don't need, they don't need any players to make jumps. That's why both these guys that they're saying could be easy picks. Right. I would rather go with Cole Caulfield. Also from the national development team. Um, okay. TSN has him going seventh to Buffalo. I see him going. So does to NHL. I see him going to Detroit because, in fact, listen, he's a very, he's a small, he's five foot seven. I understand. He's Nathan Gerby size, man. I know he's small, but he's very skilled. And I think if you put him with Grand Rapids for a couple of years, yeah, you see, have him get knocked around a little bit, learn, teach him how to play tougher. 
he could easily be a, a Denny Savard-like player. He could be a next Jeff Skinner. Tyler yeah, Ennis. Small, plays small. He is small, but he plays big when he needs to. We, but it, Will he turn? Okay, not. It's completely different Listen, circumstances, well, okay, but any draft he, pick you take is a gamble. Let's could he that. turn out possibly something like a Darren Helm? Or will, or will it be a Tomas Tatar where he doesn't really do so hot and then he goes somewhere and then he goes somewhere else and then he's like, You mean when he goes to a good team and that's what happens, you're right. Well, now he went to a good team in Vegas and kind of got left. But the point is, I would say Cole Caulfield and I would say Zegers will then go to Buffalo after that because, well, you have an opportunity if if Buffalo doesn't trade that pick. But it's, it's close because, like I said, look – the top 10, out of the top 10, there are one, two, three, four, five, and six players from the national development team that could go in the first round. Possibly. Dylan Cousins, I like where you're thinking, having him go to Colorado, but I don't think he's ready. Does that make sense? I don't think he's capable enough of making that jump yet. Okay. Uh, what, what do you have for Edmonton? Edmonton, I'm seeing Matthew Boldy. Matthew Boldy, very capable defenseman, six foot two, not humongous He's size. He's not a defenseman. Sorry, sorry, winger. Sorry, winger. I was looking at I was looking at Broberg. Pardon me, Boldy. Eighty-one points in 50, or sixty-four games this past year with the national development team. He's got size coming down the wing. Good shot, can play responsibly. He was an MVP in the All American Prospects game. I don't. It's another guy that I think if you're this is for Buffalo or Edmonton. Sorry. For Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah, you could. I mean, you do need talent on the wings. You know, Connor McDavid has speed, and Boldy has some as well. Yeah, so moving on here, Anaheim Ducks. I got Philip Broberg from AIK, the Swedish two league. Yep, very very capable defender, six foot three, already 200 pounds. You know, only has nine points, but then again, scoring as a defenseman in Europe is difficult, as I'll get out, so... You, don't, you can't take that into consideration. Only a minus one, but then again, like you said, he's playing professional hockey at 17, 18 years old, which the numbers can get skewed for that, but he's been capable. He's been able to show he can play in one of the top leagues. Right. I, uh, uh, I see him going to Edmonton because defenseman. <laughs> yeah, it is a possibility. You know, obviously, um, NHL says really pointing out the fact that a big pup upside of him is, is he could be a uh, number one or number two in the in you know a couple years who can play big minutes and excel in all situations. Um, Vancouver at ten. Uh, Pod Colson's one. Boldy and Broberg are the ones that are coming out of NHL. Uh, these are you know Vancouver has a lot of options. They have a lot of space that they need to fill. And what where, what what do you think is going to come out of Vancouver? Boldy would be a good pick. Like I said, you're adding more up to front, but you do need a defenseman. So if Broberg does fall back there, absolutely jump on that horse immediately. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, once it gets down out of the top 10, it can be really anybody's ballgame. But if you're Vancouver at that point, once you get outside the top 10, I believe, you want to pick the best player available, but you should consider what your necessities are, what you need. Right. Talking about necessities, 11 Philadelphia Flyers. Moritz Sider is the... Uh, number one name from Mannheim, um, 18 years old right now, won the Rookie of the Year award in the German League Championship. Uh, well, that's a big deal too, especially like I said, once again, not a big scoring defenseman, but six, six foot three, four. well six three six four and two oh eight. He's over 200 pounds. 
You and I have different measurements of him. Can well, say six, mine four? says six three two zero eight. What'd mine you says say? six four one eighty three. Did, did, did he take a Did he take a dump one day or what happened? <laughs> but nonetheless, listen, you don't win the rookie of the year as a defenseman for nothing. Right. Very capable in his own defensive zone, can play very well. Like I said, you don't play in a seventeen year old league and shine without some merit to it. That's why I think Philly, like I said, they're going to need defensemen. They're going to need defensemen in the future. He could be the guy. Right. Number 12 for Minnesota Wild. Uh, Peyton Krebs is a name that's been getting bumped around. The 5'11", 183 from Kootenai. Now, uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah, that was... I wrote about that in Puck 77. That was interesting. Playing on the southwest side of Winnipeg, by the way. Yeah, so... Uh, good pick. The, I, I think that would, that's a good area He's to a have. two-way. I could see... But Colson going back that far as well, I could see him going to Minnesota. But I think the way Minnesota, I, well, the way Minnesota likes to draft and the way they like to mold their team, they're going to probably go for Krebs because a guy that can play the North American game right off the hop. Even though, yeah, you do have guys like Miko Koivu on that roster, but I, I would see Krebs would probably be the the better pick there. Right, Florida getting the 13 spot, no question about it. Spencer Knight. The reason behind this, and yes, there's top the, fifteen in eight categories of the combine. He's a, a masculine he's a, beast. He's a, he's a gym rat. He's you a can gym tell. Rat. And well, that's the thing about the national development program. Don't forget, those kids just go there and train. It's the it's a much more fair version of the old Soviet Union. You get you sign here, you're gonna play. That's it. You go to school too, but you play. Well, it's like the hockey academies now. No, I know, I understand that. It's but, just on a bigger scale. And if you're Florida, yes. Why? Because Luongo is apparently going to talk on Friday or Saturday about whether or not what's he going to do in the future. Apparently, that's the word that may or may not happen. So, if he, listen, if he says he's not going to play, you're going to need a goaltender. No right. offense. I love James to death, but he needs he's, he's getting older. Yeah, Arizona and coming. Could Spencer, oh. Knight be the, could Spencer Knight be the first ever national development goaltender to make the drop to the NHL? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know yeah, who's in Springfield right now for Florida, but uh, Spencer Knight probably much more better prospect. It's a possibility. Um, 14, kind of going through this because it's 10 o'clock right now and my thing's about to die. Okay. Um, Arizona at 14, uh, Alex Newhook from Victoria in the British Columbia Hockey League. Uh, Mon- great, great player. Montreal Canadiens looking at Cameron York, defenseman from USA U18, uh, USHL, the national development team. I got Thomas Harley. Thomas, Thomas Harley, Harley. From, from Mississauga. Good defenseman, good size, really played big minutes for a Steel, Steelheads team that did struggle at times defensively, but really stood out. He could be a pickup for the Canadians. I actually have him at 17 with the Knights. Um, but going back to two, two, two. That's where you're wrong. No. <laughs> kind of splitting the hairs there. Colorado, uh, Raphael Lavoie, Lavoie from Halifax. Another one is Arthur Kaliev from Hamilton. I think um, we'll get to, I'll get to well, Lavoie in a second here because I, I got him later on down the list. We'll move on here. Right. Uh, Dallas, uh, Victor Soderst- Soderstrom. Yes. From Brunas, defenseman. Very good defenseman. Very, he played big minutes for the, in the World Junior Tournament. I have Philip Tomasino. From Niagara. Very good center. That's a possibility. Very good center. Good on face-offs. Very capable in his own defensive zone. Can score when he needs to. Could easily be a good third-line center in the future. Well, my laptop just died. Um, uh, I think really I, did it die on you? Sorry. Yep. So I, ha- I think the next pick I had was... Um, oh, where were we? 
We're on. We're on Ottawa now. Uh, that's we're on where, Ottawa. That's, that's okay. where TSN has Victor Soderstrom. You see, mine had Suzuki. Ryan Suzuki. He's a little bit further down the list. We'll get to him. Connor McMichael. They're picking from Winnipeg or for Winnipeg from out of London. Very another very good center, but he can play wing as well. That's very important. They have Pittsburgh going with Raphael Lavoie. Now here's the fu- quick thing about Lavoie. I'm trying to keep it short for you. I'm sorry. Lavoie is another guy that can be a floater at times. Can be a very meh player. He when he turns it on, he turned it on during the playoffs for Halifax and the Memorial Cup was incredible. However, when he didn't want to play, he you didn't notice him. He was obsolete. So that's why he could easily follow the first round. They have Cam Work, another uh, this time just from the US, another national development player going to Los Angeles. Maybe. I mean, I'd like to rather see maybe Vili Hanola from Luco maybe get an opportunity up there. Sammy Poulin will be another guy I think could go to L.A. because they need younger forwards. They do have Sammy Poulin go to the Islanders. That wouldn't be a bad idea either. They have Ryan Suzuki going for Nashville. And Alex, I, Ryan Suzuki could be a high-end pick, but here's the problem. The difference between him and his older brother Nick is Suzuki is a perimeter kind of player. He doesn't tend to get to the dirty areas. He's able to make his plays from the outside. Dale Howarchuk with Barry has really tried to work on that with him so he could be a much more higher prospect. He could he could either he, he could easily be a late round first rounder, but he could easily fall to the second round. Uh, they have I'll quickly run this one out. Bobby Brink going to Washington. Brett Leeson at Calgary. Great story. Brett Leeson was looked over the last couple of years. 21-year-old coming to this year's draft, finally getting an opportunity. Had a great year. Could easily be a first-round pick, but a second-rounder as well. Jamison Reese from Sarnia going to Tampa. They're picking. Braden Tracy going to Carolina from Moose Jaw. Ryan Johnson out of Sioux Falls of the USHL. Picked to go to Anaheim. John, That's a good pick. Yep. John Beecher to Boston. The 30th pick. 31st. Nolan Foote from Kelowna. The I don't want to say the, the look-over, if you will, but Jakob Pelletier from Moncton is a very, if he's five, nine and a quarter, which is why he's probably Moncton. Back. Moncton. Wildcats could easily, know. could easily fall back to the second round just because he's five, nine. That, that could be his he issue. He is a small player. He is very small. That's why I think he could easily go to the top, but he could move in the first round, but he could easily go back to the second round as well. But I once, think, I once think, you get past like pick 20, you become second round range. You could easily fall back to the second round. You could easily go up to the first round. Back yeah. And forth. I think Nolan foot, he'll just make the first round based on name. Name recognition. Yep. That that's a huge thing for him. Um oh God, it's just, it's one of those weird things. Where I think once you it's hit fu- the second round, personally, yeah if you get to the latter half of the second round, it's everybody. It's like well, at that first point, round, at that point you're not picking first round, second round kind of You're everybody. not at that point, once you get like in the second round, you're not picking for who's the best player available. You're talking, all right. What do we need to fill our spots? How? What do we need to develop? That's why I think Igor Afanasyev from Muskegon. I don't think he's going to. He's thirty six on TSN's draft board. I don't think he gets picked until third round, just because there's. Oh, he's got to be a second. There's round so player. many forwards though, Alex. That's the problem. But he's good. He is very good. I agree with you. Think but, about the the talent that he's got and how much he how much value that he brought to then, the Lumberjacks it, with a deep right. play, playoff run. Right. He was a part. Of, he was a big part of that. I agree, one hundred percent. But you never know. Players. Could, Alex DeBrincat was a first round pick, but then he dropped back to the second round. You're not. We could see a second rounder go to the first round. Third rounders go to the first round. Seventh rounders become sixth rounders. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow night? Skeegan Boyd needs to go to Carolina. Hey, sir, Dude, I'll have him. 
Buddy. Hey, I'm just saying, man. He's, he's got good. talent. He would play him really and, good with hey, Sebastian Ajo. Sveshnikov? Him and Sveshnikov? Oh! Just put a sandwich. Sveshnikov, Ajo, Disboraja. He is a winger. He could do it. He is a winger. Just a nice little sandwich. Ooh! Mm-mm-mm. PP2, thank you. Okay, let's not get too hard of ourselves. He's going to Charlotte. <laughs> no, no. He's going straight to the show. Straight to the show. We're going to the ship. That that Igor Fedosev. I can't even say his name. That that he's weird, gonna lead the Canes. The, that the weird Stanley Cup tape sh- tape job and all. Good. Stop it. <laughs> that's a Panarin tape job. Oh Lord, that's a Peter Klima paint job. Tape <sighs> job, tape job, whatever. Alex, end the show before I fall asleep. Thank you very much, oh, everyone. For God, get out of the odd <laughs> first. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Make sure to check us out on social medias. Uh, make sure to check out the Sports Daily Talk on the Downtown Sports Network. Yeah. Do all that good stuff. Hashtag the Kill Podcast at the Kill Podcast telling Alex to wake up. I'm tired. We need to go see. Come on, Parcel, wake up. I can't rest with Good night, everybody. Goodbye.